0: just wait for him or what do we like, i think
1: what ryan was saying was you'll do the hello nerds but then like, no no
0: no no no. i got i started all right you ready
1: oh that was actually yeah. the beginning <laughs> okay in three two
0: so do we just wait for him or what are we doing like how long are we gonna sit here before like we have to do a show at some point
1: I say we just wait as long as it takes, out of respect.
0: Okay, Mike, who is not in love with Taylor, what do we do right now? He said he's on his way, but that was four hours ago. And he lives
2: in the studio. On his way from where? Maybe he was on his way somewhere else. Where is he? Where
1: where does he have to go? He's going
2: somewhere, and was letting us know he's on his way. Look at his podcast area. It's very clean, Greg, yes. so
1: clean. To me, that indicates that he's coming back, and
2: we
0: just need... It's a little too clean. Like, normally there's uh, notes and headphones there, and those are gone. Yeah. Do you know how Lorne Michaels does that thing where, like, he'll make make anybody who wants to, like, audition for the show just sit there? Is is this a power move that he's doing right now? He might be trying to power move, but if you look in the corner,
2: his little nook that he sleeps in with the stack of egg crates, his Uh bindle
0: is gone. Oh fuck, I didn't even notice the bindle. So he and might it's his good bindle. Yeah, too. that's his nice one.
2: He might yeah, his shitty bindles. That's the one that screws together like a classy pool cue. Oh he's he bindles so hard. And he like always hucksters people,
0: like I don't know how to bindle, but well, then he starts screwing them together. What is the worst thing that happens if we just go? Like what what would happen? Well, I think the somebody should point out that if we just wait
1: a week, <laughs> then he'll be back for the next show. So that's as long as it's gonna take, we logically.
2: Wait a week, but then we also have to talk double the shows. Because we've made one promise to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: um, no, let's, but we'll do We'll do the show. What's that going to be? It,
0: it, it'll we'll be do like, the fucking show. on the last two episodes of The Gifted, nothing yeah. happens. Nothing happened. That's
2: going to be hard. But that's not hard. But then we start to get to Riverdale, and we're like, that happened five years ago. you <laughs> know, that was just last week.
0: <laughs> so, I, the I, other thing, I don't is, know if this is the right reference, but should I be a Spartacus here? Mid show snacks <laughs> is the other thing I'm worried about. He provides our mid-show snacks every week, Yeah. yeah. so who is going to do that?
1: My chili bucket's not going to fill itself, I'll tell you that much, guys. It's
0: so
2: nice not only that he provides mid-show snacks week in, week out, but that we have such individual uh, gastro needs, yeah. and he
0: just provides it for-
1: <laughs> For me, it's generally chili, chili. served bucket full.
0: Greg likes chili, you like orange slices, I like the peels of your slices. Like, Who's going to do all of this work? And, and he, he locked like, up the crock pot. Like he Greg peels the slime. orange, feeds me, and then feeds you the <laughs> slice. He's do people nice, need to know what happens during the mid-show break? Is this too much information? This might be too much pre-show meeting. I uh, feel
1: like it contextualizes the rest of the show to know that a lot of the times when I'm not talking, I'm eating chili. slurping up hot chill. <laughs> yeah, I think that helps people understand a, from, a lot of my takes.
0: From like a feed bag that horses eat out of. Yeah. You w- just tip it back. I it's know, a
1: bucket, but I do strap it to my head.
0: This is Unkosher. But he's not (laughs) here.
1: Hello, nerds.
2: Uh, Not bad. I hate it. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. Get some confidence. This is so distasteful. The only podcast that rates and reviews every single television show based on comic books or comic book properties, which fucking means nothing. That just means more
1: comic books. It's because
2: of You're the Walking Dead. He forgot to say adjacent. No, no, no. Comic adjacent properties. Comic book properties. That's fucking gibberish. I'm not your host, Taylor.
1: You're going to give him notes while he's not here? Yeah. It's the best
2: time. (laughs) Show up. I'm not your host, Taylor. I'm your pal, Mike. And with me, as always, are my two best pals who respect
1: you enough to not take their bindles. Yeah. Greg? I would literally never miss a single episode of this show. You're a good guy. You're a good podcaster. I show up every day, and I wish Taylor would, too, because I'm looking across at that super clean podcast area. Very sad. Hey Ryan. Yeah.
0: Didn't didn't Greg miss last week?
1: No, I don't think that's no, how. No, I it feel like works. that's I feel like something that's something that I would remember if I missed. Also, I not being We places. do so many of these
0: goddamn shows. That's do you really true. want me to look back a week and no, remember I if can't. Greg was here or not? It's
2: such a weird uh, <laughs> three card Monty of people who are at this table day in day out. And right, that's Ryan. Ryan's real mean. Hey Mike.
0: How you guys doing, Sans Taylor? Do you is there uh, aspects of Taylor that we should all like bring to the show because he's missing? Yeah, let's
1: let's draw it out of a hat. I like, think I'm okay. I'm, I'm taking one here. Draft crinkle, it. crinkle, 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 crinkle. Uh, I'm definitely going to go with the enthusiasm. I feel like that's something I respond to in Taylor. I would be, just be super enthusiastic about everything. All the shows were my favorite this week. They're the
0: best. And based on that fucking shit show. That Greg just did. I will be providing sound effects that Taylor typically does. I'll do realistic crinkles, so Greg doesn't have to do that again. What? Oh, so I will take. They being... were the fakest crinkles I've ever heard.
1: Oh, you mean those real ass crinkles? Taylor does
0: good <laughs> crinkles.
1: So I guess I'll have to take <laughs> doing <laughs> voices and being drunk
2: for no goddamn.
0: Who is this new friend?
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, my name is
0: Billity, and it's a well-formed character. And you all, are... <laughs> are we on a show? I can tell that you have worked on this character from the time it took to unbuckle your seatbelt to put the seatbelt up where it goes behind your seat. So thank you for doing all that. No
1: problem. We're driving on now. Are you involved in some sort of relationship with Taylor's mom? Because I feel like a lot of Taylor's characters, he will at some point mention what their relationship is to his mother.
2: Well, we were roommates in college. We got a little frisky one night, but then we've stayed close. And it's had a baby? Good. Are they all his? supposed to be his dad? Does he hate his dad? I think it's the opposite. He He is so desperately... Loves his dad and needs him to be in his life. And he's just not. (laughs) So So he
1: creates fake dads every (laughs) fucking week. Every time he does a character, it's just a dad to love him. My name's Jacob P. Let's play catch. And I just want to go out in the front yard and play some catch. Nice throw, son. Another corker. You've done a great job and I love you. Oh my god, am I a fictional Taylor character?
2: You might be. He does <laughs> hang out with three older gentlemen for no reason every week. That is true.
1: And one of them just always talks about how much he loves him.
2: Well, yeah, it's there's the, the, the real mean one who he can never please in Ryan, the one who showers him with love in Greg, and then the Goldilocks. I know exactly what he needs. And you have long blonde hair. I have long blonde hair.
1: Man, how many times have you read that fucking book?
2: <laughs> it's the only book I've ever read 5,000 times. I read it every day. Never miss the day. Never will.
1: <laughs> Just like me with podcasting. Yeah. Got to show up. Got to show up. Every day. And I'm still finding new wrinkles in the Goldilocks mythos. Oh, wrinkle, you... wrinkle, wrinkle.
2: I'm starting to teach a college class at Harvard. Uh, Harvard Community College down the street. John Harvard's John Harvards <laughs> School of taxi driving. <laughs> and they opened up a Scholastic... Branch, and Uh it's just me teaching Goldilocks, and the kids are going to love it. (laughs)
1: The the kids being like 40-year-old guys who are just there trying to get their cabbie medallion.
0: I also think it's called the Three Bears genius. You call it Goldilocks like people call lettuce salad. Lettuce is salad.
1: (laughs) Is this a Philadelphia water ice thing? Okay. (laughs) like
0: Great. Yeah. A delicious
2: dessert that makes total sense. Is that what you're saying? And you guys call it water plant? Water plant? Lettuce is water plant? You mean ice plant? (laughs) The stuff you can draw on when you're too poor for chalk? Wow.
0: Philly sucks. Philly rules. I'm going to throw fucking batteries at your head. (laughs) I know. Start chaining Philly. But to be honest, you're from Philly. It it matters little what I do. Like I'm not going to keep that from happening. You're going to do it no matter what. Give me a present.
2: Have a battery. To the (laughs) face. We're talking about the Iron Fist series finale this evening. But before that, the super serious shushy bullpen. Here we are in the serious super shushy bullpen
1: rebranded uh, first time host there buddy
2: named for the late great stan lee
1: (laughs) we did it we did it (laughs) stan lee's super serious shushy bullpen. yes excelsior true believers that
2: will be emblazoned on everything
1: wow we're gonna have to get a lot of signs reprinted reprinted but i think i guess you're okay with that we have
2: the sweet patreon money now
1: (laughs) what else are we gonna do with it pay somebody
2: no, we're going to make new signs. Today's, uh, Taylor did leave a note, so I guess I should have read this beforehand.
1: Yeah, because we kind of, we spent the whole first part of the show talking about how we didn't know where it was, so it would have been...
2: It said, Greg, please take over. You'll do fine. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> now I see why you're waiting to read the note.
2: <laughs> and, uh, well, it, it, I just opened to the note.
0: Sure. Because uh, <laughs> they always, all notes <laughs> come in that, like, very nice envelope with the wax thing on the, mm-hmm. like, sealing it up. You know how He goes. And so it just says, uh, for
2: today's bullpen, supervillain rap battle, please choose a supervillain and start rapping. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Okay. Should I have tailored that last bit up a little more?
1: <laughs> <Cools>? <laughs> I don't know. See how it goes. See how it goes. Could, could be pretty good. I don't know. Might be pretty bad, but could be pretty good. I, I, I think
0: it was a supervillain rap battle. Ryan, with yeah. that, take it away. Who's your supervillain? Well, my first, we're doing two. On our team, yeah, okay. it's a it's a it's a team up. So right, like it's so there's like three. I'm gonna say like rap stations, three know. rap stations <laughs> where we we all come.
1: <laughs> We've all seen these rap battles. As we know, everyone has their own work area.
0: <laughs> and the first one that I'm bringing up to the stage to destroy you all, not just because I know he's got the flow, but because I love the way his words go, and I want to see them rhyme. And he basically does rhyme all the time. It's just accidental. He's just that awesome. Is Doctor. Doom, or as I'm going to call him, Dr. MF Doom, is going to bring the harshest lyrics to your idiot teams. Do you have a, an example? Well, sure. Do you want my, to spit a bar? My name is Dr. Doom, and I'm here to say, I'm going to win this battle in a major way.
1: Holy shit. Wow. My first choice was also going to be Dr. Doom, which I feel like that's kind of random. There's a big pantheon. So I'm going to go for what I was trying to get out of Dr. Doom, but out of a different cat. And it's going to be Magneto. And here's why. Helmet wearing. Yeah. Helmet <laughs> Number wearing. Number one important. Cape wielding. Uh, Doctor Doom has this, but Magneto is even better. Just a lot of gravitas. Mm-hmm. And I think that sw- like swagger is 90% of a rap battle. Mm-hmm. And I think that just having him up there, arms crossed, probably doing that like hover thing that he does with his cape billowing. I think that's going to get me a lot of a lot of points right there. Just right, from the swag factor.
0: There, there's so many comic book characters that talk that are like they talk for a long time unnecessarily. Like Beast is always my go-to. Just shut the fuck up. Like all he's trying to say is I'm leaving now. Yeah, but it's 70 words. Doctor Doom and Magneto, to a much lesser extent, does that same thing, but all the words are great. Yeah. Like, it's so wonderful to listen to them talk.
1: You know what? I should have picked a Doom bot. Mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'll d- I'm going to stick with Magneto. But
2: you don't want the chance that in the chorus, his Dr. Doom takes over your Doom bots. Oh, <laughs> that is <laughs> like... <laughs> they start chanting.
1: If in the middle of him rapping, if your opponent is rapping and someone in your entourage <laughs> starts rapping along with them, I think you <laughs> automatically you lose. lose that rap Just battle. Just kill yourself right there. So
0: actually, yeah, do you want to pick a Doom bot then? Uh No, no? I,
1: I have talked myself through that fully, and I've decided that I don't want to do that. I will go with Magneto.
2: So the three of us are rap managers, as they exist, yeah. and we were we were trying to pick, and uh, I might have had whispers of who was getting picked, uh, and so I was like, okay, we're going to do some class warfare shit. If these fucking dictators, helmet-wearing, cape-flowing motherfuckers think they can come to play, big old furry hood... Has a very distinct voice, but brings some of that like griminess. I'm doing Captain Cold. Wow. The Leonard Snart. Oh, with the original rap. So <laughs> yeah.
1: you're you're talking about like, like comic book pantheon supervillains of guys like Magneto Stature, Doom Stature. Could have Cap- Galactus. Captain
2: Cold Captain stature. Cold. Uh, Captain of the entire
1: cold. Captain right? of
2: all the cold. He he's the ruler of the Rogues gallery. Uh-huh. And and Flash is arguably the third best. Rogue's Gallery. I, uh, I can see how
0: this go- is going because we, like, rapping is all about that confidence, that gravitas. Yeah. Greg, you and I picked two of the most, uh, in fictional character history, not just supervillain history. And then what Mike is doing is he picked a guy who looks like Macklemore and dresses like Macklemore. <laughs> he does have a coat from some sort also, of thrift shop. He's going to put you, on those great glasses. Are
1: you at all concerned with, like, the rhyming possibilities of your opponents with a last name
0: like Snark? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah,
1: it, just, it feels like you got to open yourself He you might have to add an
0: M&M his way out of this. <laughs> like Bart or Shopping Cart, right? Hey, I'm sure yeah. my favorite
2: Simpsons is Bart. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to the thrift store and use my Shopping Cart.
1: I look like I'm dressed from the Walmart. Yeah? Yeah. There's... My
2: favorite kind of candy? You know what sweet tarts. <laughs> uh, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, Ryan, who, who's
0: filling out your team? It's hard because Dr. Doom is taking over this entire rap world. And so I have to. I have
1: heard a lot of chatter about him
0: recently. (laughs) There's a lot of buzz. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but it's all from Doombots. Don't believe that. (laughs) Doombots can start a whisper campaign. He looks just like the guy. He must know. (laughs) Um, So I need someone who's going to fit in. I'm actually looking for my hype man or men, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what I need is somebody who will get the party going, and they'll look bigger, right? It'll look like a bunch of people, and uh, it'll look like uh, or it seem like more people because they always say we. Uh-huh. So Venom is going to be my backup, oh. and it's like two voices going at the same time. Well, and
2: every once in a while, if you want to do like a sweet harmony, just split yeah. and Eddie and the symbiote <laughs> sing, and you go back in.
1: Eddie and the symbiote, <laughs> what a sweet sound.
0: So yeah, that's two people backing up my one Dr. Doom.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that fair that he's got two people in one spot there?
2: I mean, he chose Venom. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you could choose Matt Gargan's Venom, because or Flash Thompson's Venom. Like, I could pick the Stepford cuckoos, but I won't, but I could. But those are five. They have five separate names, right?
1: Yeah, but that's so much to keep track of. That's <laughs> five, five different I people. thought he
2: was going to go for somebody else. I don't want to say who because you still get to pick.
1: All right. So, I do you guys know about that machine that won Jeopardy?
2: Yes. Blue? You, Blue? Ken Jennings?
1: Yeah, Ken Jennings, the machine who won Jeopardy. Ken Jennings is so smart that he was able to win Jeopardy against even human opponents. <laughs> uh I'm looking for that sort of intelligence, and you're going to find it not in man, but in robot. So Ultron is my choice. He could work through like billions of potential rhyme permutations <laughs> and per make
0: make a whole hype man group too. Exactly, he could do mm-hmm.
1: that. And since I can't have the Doombot, Ultron will never turn on me. He's got a, f- a record of being totally.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So many people have said Ultron will never turn <laughs> <Ultron> on me. <laughs> <What the> Nothing <laughs> bad will ever happen if I. Why was I'm that Ultron's
2: first words when he built the robot? I did
1: hear recently a whisper campaign, a lot of positive things about Ultron and about his trustworthiness. What I love about
2: Ultron is uh, you can do the Vincent Price uh, like s- breakdown in the middle of it, as like your James, favorite rap song, Thriller. Thriller <laughs> as James, like the James Spader Ultron in the uh, middle of it, just being like, "And this is how we rap." <laughs> just really drawing <laughs> out there each word. There are no strings. Lots of lots of songs me. about strings, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know what he's gonna sample in the background?
1: Yeah, bring out the string section. <laughs>
2: But when he does that, it's, one, a hilarious uh, callback, and, two, everybody loves when string sections and rap go hand in hand. Yeah,
1: and it, like, hits. It's, like, a big hit, and then the lights come up, and you have all the Ultron bots there, and they're dancing like they're marionettes. Right? But then, like, halfway through the song, they start dancing so that it's obvious there's not strings. There are no strings on Ah! them. There are no strings on them. They're all popping and locking. Everyone's doing the robot. It's compulsory at this point. You have to be doing the robot. (laughs) Or you you will be terminated. Or you will be terminated. Can you imagine you, as the manager,
0: coming (laughs) in and saying, like, uh, oh man, you guys look so alive. You look real. You can dance so good. Just do the robot. Just get out there and (laughs) do the robot. That'll be fine. (laughs) Crazy
1: kids. Uh,
2: So, who I thought Ryan was going to say and then thought you could swoop up. Uh, was Jamie Madrox the multiple man? He's a hero. Uh, uh, he's oh, depending on where he was part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> we don't know how they feel about things, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not choosing him. I'm just saying. But I also I want the Heitman type. I, I want a little John. And uh, again, if Snart has a very distinct kind of voice and way of talking, I want somebody else who a uh, different body shape uh, has the the visuals that will draw people in and kind of talks
1: like this. It's
0: Mojo. I want Mojo as my hype <laughs> man. Shit. And like that. I was
1: like Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> Is he a super?
0: And uh, like would be good at all the bells and whistles The DJs out Oh yeah. Because he just sits there. His fat ass just sits there. And he has those spidery legs
2: and fat arms that just sit there.
1: So um, are you going to put this into the old algorithm? Yeah. So, so
2: in, in one, what do we call them? Rap corners or rap spectrums? Rap what Rap you Rap, rap stations. Rap station one, we do have... Uh, MF Doom himself, Victor Vaughn, and Venom. Eddie Brock's Venom. Eddie Brock's Venom. And then... I bet
1: those two would just have so much to talk about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We have... Magneto. Magneto. The Master of Magnetism.
1: And Ultron.
2: And Ultron. Okay, so if Ultron gets too uppity,
0: Magneto can rip him in
1: pieces. (laughs) Also, I love how that team
0: covers all of the X-Men and all of the Avengers, who are in attendance, right? They came to this show. Yeah, well,
1: they're going to want to keep their eye on this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, these guys are going to be involved in a rap battle? Maybe we should show (laughs) up.
0: Captain America and Cyclops are both on their phone and says... Ultron and Magneto just checked in on Facebook at the same place. <laughs> no, we should probably go there. I just got other. like
2: a burnt paper invite to a YMCA that was burnt down 10 years ago in the middle of Brooklyn. By them. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have uh, Captain Cold and Mojo doing a rap battle. So we think who could rap the best yes. uh, in all of this.
1: And not Keeping just- in mind the, the thing I said... About Ultron's like billions of computations for what the potential rhymes
0: could be per second, mm-hmm. and keep in mind the thing that I said: I have Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Doom, who is here to say that's what we get.
2: I, I, there's not a, it's, it's a Sonic Medium. And I feel like we didn't hear enough from any of. Well, we're just the, the contestants, but I feel like we might have heard some snart and mojo. <laughs> but it's, did we? Wait, it's, how did snart and mojo it, go? It's the well, they got the flowjo that make you shark. <laughs> you know it's Mojo and Leonard Snart.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, they but, say themselves, yeah. not like an introducer,
0: yeah. but they say themselves, you know it's Mojo and Leonard Snart. Yeah.
2: They get they I mean they are kind of like early nineties hip hop fans, so they're gonna say their own names in third person over and over again. But it does it does look like I mean, rap loves math and it looks like Ultron takes it. No, nice. oh, god damn it. Wow, that's just wonderful. Well and second place? Oh, it's Snart and Mojo. <laughs> I saw that coming.
0: <laughs> I kind of assumed that
2: Venom and Eddie start fighting, and then
0: Doom gets mad and stomps off stage. They start bickering and stuff. Yeah, that's 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 how like the rap world works. It's all about the bickering. That's what beefs. people come to see. They the, call them beefs. Yeah, the people
1: want
2: the song to stop. Well, the two backup men start fighting, and the hut. the the diva fucking walks on
1: stage. The two, men that are standing in the same spot, <laughs> like one is the skin of the other, and now they're having an argument. You're in my
0: spotlight. <laughs> and then the Doom and Venom diss tracks that come out after that—that's mm. th- those are the that things that would sell win. millions. That would yeah. win is when they're separate entities. And now. then
1: people are like, "Wait, did they organize that whole beef just to get more attention?" And yes. they're like, "Yes, Ew, they did." We'll I don't even tell. care. It's so good. <laughs> All the great tracks that come out of it. But, Who really cares? Uh, that
0: is the super villain rap battle. I think we're going to do this every week from now on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was hoping that my team won, but uh, the second that it, like, my team's turn to go. Uh, Doom says Doom cares not for this and smashes the entire <laughs> station, and that's it. That's my entire set. Yeah, Doom. His personal assistant didn't really inform him what was happening that day. Man, what a <laughs> shitty job. <laughs> oh. but I would be open, right? Like I would explain to Doom the things are going on. Not like yeah. that this personal assistant wanted Doom to be there so <laughs> bad that he lied to Doom. No,
2: it's it's very much Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada. Like the assistant is full frontal
1: all the time. Like, the Devil just, Wears Green capes. Exactly. The the assistant will probably be in big, big trouble. So it's just like, Doom, call him into the office. <laughs> Dennis, come here. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Sorry, Doom. That's the only time
2: Dennis has ever lied. He's just like, I couldn't hear you. Well, I was t- I was getting somebody's I'm number. out of here
1: typing. I'm <laughs> typing super loud.
2: I can't hear oh. anything. I'm making your next appointment.
1: <laughs> You're
2: opening a roller coaster next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Ooh, Doom, Doom loves that. Doom cares for turly turns. <laughs> How could that go wrong?
2: So, uh, congratulations to the the, the yeah. smash up team of Ultron and Magneto.
1: Thanks, man. I'm glad do I they, thought of that one argument. Do they have a duo name? Uh, yeah, it's Ultron and Magneto. Oh wow, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Ultron did like a billion permutations, and that's the best one. What about Ultra Nito? Ultra Neato. That's the.
0: What, are you gonna are you gonna turn down something that is both Ultra and, and or Nito? Well, that is certainly their first mixtape name. <laughs> cool.
1: Uh, we miss you,
2: Stan. When we come back, we Iron stand Fist Stan. season finale. In the series finale of Iron Fist, Danny and Colleen fight Davos for control of the fist with the added complications of Walker and Misty fighting nearby. Meanwhile, Ward gets emotional at an AA meeting and Joy likes morphine. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does the finale service a satisfying ending to a series that had its ups and downs or do the hints of what's to come for the characters frustrate you that we will never get to see it come to pass?
0: Okay, I would say both because I thought it like for what we had, these 20 episodes or whatever, or at least these last 10, I thought it was satisfying. But the last 2 minutes of this episode <laughs> Should have been the first two minutes of the first episode. Uh Uh-huh. Like... Adventure starting right away. (laughs) Yes, like (laughs) Indiana Jones Iron Fist with fucking Iron Fist guns. Iron Fist guns? That's what they leave us on? Why do we have to do all this fucking buildup of character? Start with that and go, idiots. And that shows they had no idea this was the end.
2: Because they were like, oh, Colleen doing the mean streets, dating international.
1: Iron Fists take over the world. (laughs) Yeah, I thought, like... 75% into the show, I was like, oh, they had a pretty good idea this thing was going to get canceled. I mean, the show begins with the line, nothing ends without a new beginning. And it did feel very much like they were trying to launch the, what is it, Daughters of the Dragon? Right. Uh, But then that bonkers, like, he shoots a bullet. He's got Iron Fist guns and shoots a bullet out of the air. That felt like they were totally beginning something new for him. And now it's just like, nope,
0: nope. I can't believe in 2018, like shows are still learning this lesson. Of they're like, well, that's what we want to do, but we have to be good, idiots. You weren't good when you tried to be good, like you know HBO Peak TV or whatever. And if you had done that thing, you would have had a chance to be Mm -hmm. good. If we had gotten that adventure show with Orson Randall's now in, they were all leading into my. You read the Immortal Iron Fist? Yeah, with uh, Matt Fraction's run and very like very well known as the greatest Iron Fist comics of all time. Yeah, it's what the only reason like he was a forgettable
2: character. Matt Fraction made him important, and then I was super into him, and that's why the first season let me down so
0: bad. But it's really based on a short run. Matt Fraction took Iron Fist and Bendis took Luke Cage Uh and said, "We can turn these like '70s exploitation bullshit characters into three dimensional awesome things." And so they said, "All right, we'll do what Matt Fraction did in two seasons. We do need that two seasons of buildup." No, we're gonna want
1: people to commit twenty hours of their lives (laughs) to this first. Write that bullshit. Nobody ever sees it and then go. Because this comic book run you're talking about, he's basically like an Indiana Jones character. He's going all around the world and like adventuring.
2: He's adventuring and there's flashbacks to other Iron Fists throughout it. And Orson Randall. And it's nobody has, that I've seen has ever talked about, isn't it weird that the Iron Fist before Danny Rand is named Orson Randall? Why? It's, why? You don't think that's a great name? <laughs> but it's definitely, when they first came up with Orson Randall, they were like, I need a name. Well, his name is Danny Rand. Hmm. Randall, that's longer, that's better. And and yeah, so the the you should check it. It's from like two thousand and five, two thousand six, Matt Fraction's run on the Immortal Iron Fist is dope.
0: And perfect for like, I want to read some mainstream comics, but I want this like I want this tiny little chunk. You know, I don't want to read right. a bunch of other shit. Just give me like the twenty and it's there.
2: And I think that's where Kunlun goes away, like it gets devastated, which this show pulled parts of. And it's not Because that does
1: happen, right? Like in like the third episode, Davos says. That got yeah, because I think
2: Danny and Kale- Danny likes dealing with problems by adventuring across the world. Uh-huh. Uh And the end of the last season, I believe, ends with Danny and Colleen showing up at Kamlan and you'd be like, "That's weird. The doors open. That's weird. The city's gone.
1: Like <laughs> when that city where there's city.
2: blood everywhere. Like a- everybody got devastated. And they didn't bring that for Davos being such a whiny baby. They didn't bring that up enough because you'd always be like, "The Iron Fist should have been mine. He should have hit harder. You left as the sole defender of the city." And everybody died. Maybe bring that up more often,
1: super villain. I should have had that job because I would have stayed and saved the entire city. Yeah. Yeah, these shows that's what they do though. They like if they don't want to deal with something emotionally, they just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So he literally does say it, like, Oh man, that place got destroyed and then the show just doesn't digest it at all. It'll
0: say like three weeks later. Yeah, okay, I've had a good cry. Danny
1: was real sad about that. You just didn't see any of it, we promise.
2: But what I love is 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 Davos is such a whiny baby that he lost the fist. Not that his parents died and everybody he grew up around, but he loses the fist and he's like, just kill me. I
0: cannot <laughs> deal with losing. Which, was that at the end of... Was that in this episode or the end of the yeah. last one? this episode. This episode? Like,
1: yeah, Colleen fully takes it out of him. And he's like, well, then I just don't want to be alive anymore. Yeah,
0: the last episode, they beat the bad guy, right? Like, Davos was basically beat, if not all the way. He was this, half beat.
1: Yeah, so the the first half of this of this episode is them finishing off the fight from the previous episode. Because he steals it
2: back, and then there's basically a timer on both of their lives. But if one of them dies, they both die. So it did put stakes, because that's what makes Misty and Walker being there. Because both of them are like, fuck this fight, I'm going to kill somebody. Uh, (laughs) And then they start fighting each other. Which I think is a good life philosophy.
1: I'm just going to kill someone in this room.
2: I love the character of Mary Walker. Not only did Alice Eve do a great job with the two different roles, uh, Having a neutral person who, depending on the episode and how much money somebody has given her, she is
0: neither good nor bad. Yeah,
2: that is fun. That's the perfect kind of complication for every fight. And it's comic book
1: as fuck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But not comic book TV as fuck. Yeah. Like, it takes us uh, away from like the set pieces go here and here and here. And it's this is the villain and hero every single time. Right. Like, they walked in and Colleen took Davos and Danny was like, all right. Typhoid Mary, where are you at right now? And she was like, oh, I'm this way. And he's like, all right, we got to fight then. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's, that's how this works. Because she was going to kill Davos, because she
2: is right. He's like, he's too dangerous to leave alive. But Danny was like, but if he dies, Colleen dies. And Mary's like, don't
1: give a fuck. Yeah. I right. also like how because of powers, usually in a fight where there's genders, you you match up by gender, right. but instead because it's powers involved, they had to like switch. Right. So the boys fought the girls and the girls fought the boys. that's, and always that's what 2018 is all yes. about. <laughs>
0: But yeah, towards the end, uh, t- especially towards the uh, like end of last episode, and then the end of this episode, it feels like now everybody just gets a fist. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, because he gave it all. up. That's something well, I didn't understand. He gave it up, but then he had it in two fists.
0: I meant that, that's the why they. There's no way in hell
2: they knew this was the end because you. Th- it was weird enough that Davos upgraded to two fists when he stole the power from Danny, and then Colleen figured out how to put it in the sword, and Danny went and found a new way. Oh, okay. So I think that was going to be the big mystery or they were going to start doing flashbacks like, how did Danny do this? And you know what this canceling robbed us of is because we love Ward. Ward is in the house of Pop Filter for yeah. sure. Uh, Ward and Danny's interactions in that last bar scene where Ward knows he's an asshole and uses it on purpose. And then he goes, I'm done. Danny, your turn. <laughs> I fucking loved every bit of that. Which,
0: that's the superpower that the three of us have. To just be like, oh, I can't do anything anymore. And then <laughs> just lean back. Tough. and Oh, there's a superhero. But we don't have a superhero, so oh, we do that and what then we get the
1: shit kicked out of us. The truth is, you can't do that, though. Because even if you're around other superpower people, they can still kill you really quickly.
0: Greg will be in a bar, start a fight, and he'll say, well, I guess I'm done. And then lean back, and I was supposed to be there, but I just i went you're to the bathroom. You're doing it to
2: somebody else.
0: <laughs> you both expect the other to take over. <laughs>
1: Who's gonna handle this? On the guy? other side of
0: the bar, I lean back and like, wait, where the fuck is Greg? Did
1: you guys think that shooting the bullet out of the air was cool or stupid? I thought it was dumb as hell.
0: I I thought it was awesome okay. and dumb <laughs> cool. It could yeah. just be desperation. Like I just need stuff to happen. Um, and I just love the whole. I think that that one scene had set the tone so correctly. Mm-hmm. If that was like the pilot scene for a show, right? Yes, then I, I would be so in.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I love Ward. Him and Danny, they always wanted to split them up, but. They make, well, Ward makes everything better, and Danny really needs those crutches, so he needs to be with Ward or Colleen, and Colleen doesn't have enough, like, stank in her tone. He should
0: have always been with Ward adventuring. And in the third season, it would have been half, or I guess it would have been a third Danny Rand adventuring. Uh-huh. A third, uh, I don't know, flashbacks of how he got there, and then one third Colleen wing bank robber fighter. Yeah. Like, that would have been great. Ba-
2: also, straight from the comic books, it's just... Dudes in ski masks running out of a bank and a superhero being like, "Nah, ah, not today, <laughs> soldiers." But I
0: love the guy and he is just a thug, right? He's just a guy in a mask, yeah. but Colleen wings like, "Nah, ah, not so fast." And he's like, "What? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> are you?"
1: "Oh, hi lady. I'm hoping this lady holding a katana is just a civilian. Will, will you help us get away with our bank money?"
2: How about Excuse this for me.
1: How about this for a line? I thought this was pretty good based on the the types of shows we watch. Chance always looks like fate in the taillights.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like there's a lot of wisdom in that because I'm stupid. Uh, but also, that's a really good hard bitten. Like that sounds like that comes out of like D- detective noir. Mm. Right. Like that's. A, I felt like that was a really good line
2: and, and and fits for what it seems like they were going for. And I loved this second season. I, I enjoyed all of it. Uh, but it also because there's a bunch of kung fu shenanigans, their relationship disintegrating didn't get a lot of spotlight. Yeah. But that's not just like noir hard-bitten that's also a more mature person in the relationship telling the less mature person nothing means anything sometimes people just bang and then have to stop banging like
0: yeah i think that we're getting like mike insight there (laughs) that's a lot of deep dark mike shit
2: (laughs) that's that's what i got from that line hardcore
0: this was a good
1: season right and this was a good episode i was
0: i thoroughly enjoyed it i I was not up on it as much as mike i think that i just i'm destroyed by netflix you know yeah. and uh, i need to take the two months or whatever that we had after punisher we declared punisher was the greater thing greatest thing ever um i thought it had, did have it to ups and downs but compared to season one and compared to almost anything that netflix has had to offer in this corner i thought it was great and and for to give a character like ward so much emotional
2: things to do this season and he got i mean there's a, the comic booky two scenes we talked about but the the real final scene of this episode is Ward telling his baby mama that he can
0: do it? And her being like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, that was heartbreaking. She is uh, one of the MVPs of this episode mm-hmm. because TV is supposed to work where Ward's like, I did it all. Like, I'm better I now. I fixed myself. Yeah, and, so, and I think that's obvious. And it was mostly obvious to us as right. the audience. And she was like, I'm so stoked for you, but there's no fucking way <laughs> no, I'm going to get back Ward. in the board game.
2: Why would we do that? We barely know each other. I'll take care of the kid. <laughs> thank you kindly
0: and he does what every baby daddy does mm. when they get denied they will not be in touch with their baby get on a plane and go do some adventuring
1: i yeah, get thee to japan
0: i i know we don't well you got to eat pray you
2: love your way out of anything <laughs> we don't do final or moment of the weeks for for shows that are the main segment but it is the last iron fist episode we will ever have to talk about before we do the let's revisit in 10 years so do, do, oh, do you God have, damn it is that the thing we're gonna do yeah. uh, do you have a moment from this episode or any of this season that that stood out
1: uh for me, I think that my moment of the week was definitely that line chance always looks like fate in the <laughs> taillights I think that you know literature has like been dealing with chance versus fate like mm-hmm. since the beginning, and that seems like a pretty good one like if you look backwards, things that just happened to happen feel like they were fated to happen, and the show became an exploration of that because then he comes back later and he's like, no, we really were fated to meet. And I don't know. I thought, so that would be my moment of the week. And there were a lot of good karate kicks. <laughs> I liked a line. <laughs>
0: Ryan. Um, Yeah. I, I would say there was a moment that confused me and that was when Misty and Colleen are hanging out. It really does feel like they are winking at the camera saying oh. daughters of the dragon is fucking coming. Now, we don't think that at all but at that when they were filming it and writing it they probably did
1: we're but, on the top of the world <laughs> yeah
0: but what she said instead of daughters of the dragon which is a pretty cool name for a show she was like nightwing that has a good ring to it right yeah. nightwing nightwing <laughs> can we use nightwing that I, is weird as hell was was it a was it making fun of dc does it not know about dc what was the joke there i don't
2: it's a a writer goes this is another comic thing it's when uh, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man movie, where his aunt says, "You're not Superman, you know? What? That's a different company. You shut your goddamn mouth." <laughs> but like
0: that's that joke made sense. Like that joke, I everybody understood what they were uh-huh. doing. This one, I was very was confused. baffling. I think it was just one of those references that is
1: just a reference, and there's not really a joke there. It's like some people will know this is the name of a comic book character,
0: and that's the thing too is that everyone knows Superman. Make a joke. Only some people know who Nightwing is. Like not a lot of people. Right. But they're as baffled if, if you, I guess if you don't know Nightwing, it's nothing. It's, it's just, just a throwaway line.
2: Nightwing, that is cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How uh, about for you, Mike? Moment uh, of the week?
2: Uh I'm gonna another line, another Colleen line, because I, I think she she was understated. She didn't own things the way Ward did. Uh but I think she's been great and was the only good part of season one other than Ward. Those two, they rule. Colleen
0: You fucking love Ward. I love you Ward
2: so love hard. Yeah. Ward. Uh but it's Davos, Is he's like about to red fist her face off, and he goes, I'm the last son of on." She goes, that doesn't fucking matter. And she just goes, none of that matters. I'm such dismissive of his little boy anger. It was great. She was good at that. I guess she had to be, because she dated Danny Rand. Uh, that is Iron Fist. Bye, Iron Fist. What a weird journey. It's never again. It well, was a strange journey. It's on Netflix. You can rewatch it. Or just, yeah, don't watch season one. But jump if, into season two. Is
1: there a crazier story for a show than it is the worst show of all time, season one. It actually gets good, like beyond just okay. It gets to the point where it's it's basically a, a good show, and then it gets canceled. So it's just got one garbage season, one okay season, it's, and now we'll never see it again. Now we'll
2: never see it again. When we come back, every other show maybe we'll never see again. <laughs> now it's time for the pull list, where we talk about every single other goddamn three dozen shows that aired this week. Based on comic books or comic book properties. Or comic book properties. A sentence, a phrase I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> Your bottom show of the week for no real reason is CW's The Flash. This week on The Flash, nor lets something slip about the future that devastates Iris. In an attempt to distract his wife, Barry asks Iris to team up to stop a new meta, Ragdoll. Meanwhile, Caitlin learns something about her father. So it's basically every episode of The Flash for this season. I have to say, my moment of the week was when uh Ragdoll was like in the middle of his schemes yeah. trying to fight uh the married couple. They've left the rest of the team. It's just Barry and Iris. One has powers, one does not. Uh, and he's just like, oh, but what are my thoughts on the OC? I'm going to go to the yourpopfilter.com. And he just spent hours, spent a lot of the show time just scrolling through yourpopfilter.com. It
0: was one of those six-hour episodes.
2: It was one of those rare six-hour Flash episodes. And he just really, he, the, the Ragdoll, it's not just a evil version of Ragman from last season's of Arrow. He also <laughs> is super into pop culture in a way that Cisco wishes he was. He only is because he doesn't have any other personality. Ragdoll cares. Ragdoll's really into what movies of what years and superhero TV shows and the OC and all sorts of other stuff. So he spent a lot of time at yourpopfilter.com. Yourpopfilter.com. Your yourpopfilter.com. Ragdoll's favorite website. <laughs> the Flash is on the CW on
1: Tuesday,
2: Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights.
1: Like well done. Your next show is The Gifted. This week on The Gifted, the gang needs to help Papa Strucker, whose hands keep disintegrating everything he touches. But as Clarice getting a little too close to Erg and the Morlocks, the dad from the O.C. stops by, and he's a Fox Newsish host and member of the Purifiers, so I guess he's not surfing anymore? The inner circle plans a bank heist, a heist, but new girl Rebecca goes crazy and ends up killing all the humans in the bank just to flex on them. And Esme unlocks her inner babysitter by babysitting the baby. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Would you believe me if I told you that even Reva was horrified by how all those people in the bank died? Even Reva? Even Reva? Even Reva. Okay, you know Reva is the one with the voice and she's like the head of the inner circle. Sure. Oh, now which, I do know who that Which is. I guess is also the Hellfire Club. Reva McIntyre. Uh, Well, my moment of the week is when this new girl Rebecca, who has like gotten close to one of the other teens, Andy of the siblings struck mm-hmm. her siblings uh she kind of seems like a bad girl uh mm. she is in part of the hellfire club but then they go and they rob this bank and it's all to do this other thing and rebecca's like gets insulted by one of the by the bank manager and she does this weird power where she like shifts reality and wow. she shifts reality everybody in the bank until they like they're on the other side of like this frosted glass and they all just explode and there's just this wall of like red paint <laughs> onto the glass and reva who is like Ahead of this organization and it's such a bad bitch all the time. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> and they so- this whole group of, of evil mutants is like <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they, all, they we're all just scamper around. That evil? Proper yeah, evil <laughs> did not mean to be that evil. So
2: she in the in the heist, she's the one. She's like she's new, but we could trust her. She's cool, and they, she's obviously not
1: cool. They need her to like shift reality around to get this bank door open, and she's what? just just kick it open. <laughs> she's an unknown. Com- it's anti. Yeah. It's an anti-mutant door, Mike. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. But she's like, it'd be a shame if the reality was, you're dead. Yeah, and it does something like, you know, like from Star Trek, where you can like phase something out of existence. And so she does that to everybody in the bank,
0: and they all just turn into red goo. Did she call it revality? The new stuff that she does?
1: No, because it's not Reva that does it. This girl's name is just Rebecca.
0: I should probably listen to you better than. Yeah, I don't that. know. Maybe. Okay, I apologize.
1: <laughs> A lot of times when somebody else on the show is talking, I just kind of tune out. So I think it's fine.
2: It's part of our charm.
1: But no, the, her her power her like name is just Rebecca.
2: And <laughs> hey, I I'm ha- Rebecca. <laughs> have been listening, so that was your moment of the week.
1: That was my moment
2: of the week. The gifted is on Fox news on Monday, Tuesday and then
0: Fox normal on
2: Tuesday. And <laughs> Fox
0: Classic Fox Tuesday proper.
2: nights. Your next show of the week is Arrow.
0: On this week's episode of Arrow, Ollie learns that he's in prison with Talia al Ghulia. The two decide <laughs> to help each other escape, but do they? They do. <laughs> Ollie decides to stay in jail, but at least not on the level two butcher block, while Talia Agulia gets out and kills Ollie's doctor. Meanwhile, Felicity, Dinah, and Dark Laurel somehow remain the best part of the season. But Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do we want or need or have the time to watch Diggle teach Curtis how to get back into the field? What is that doing for us? <laughs> you don't want Curtis gets his groove back? What? But like, do we have to do this? Like, Renee wasn't in this episode. Mad Dog. Right. Haas? Oh. <laughs> Be- because he w- he's now okay with this PTSD. Let's go work on Curtis. The the other two storylines are so much better. So- you- what you could do is you could just say Curtis is ready for being in the field again whenever that happens and then not do this. <laughs> yeah, because it was
2: so close. One we-, we didn't get like a few episodes of him. I didn't know his I thought his new job is that he hasn't been paid in a year, so he needed to work for somebody <laughs> and realized maybe I shouldn't self-rise. I'm very smart. I should work for Argus. So all of that made no sense. But it also is bad because this is a government agency that's bad at briefing because Curtis is like, and what are we doing? They're like, you're going to the field to risk your life right now. And he went, I'm the tech guy? What? <laughs> and then they get very upset with him <laughs> and then get very upset with him the next day when he's like, you told me that was it. They're like, you have to do this. You promised. And he's like,
0: I didn't promise shit and you lied to me and now you're being a dickhead. He said, I don't want to go in the field anymore. And Dickel was like, okay, but you can do a French accent. Uh, you're, I'm going, sh- you're going back to the field. I'm sure...
2: Like every government agency, they have one dude who can do that. So it makes sense that it has to be Curtis. (laughs) There should have been a scene with Diggle and his boss being like, I know we have five other guys who can do this. It needs to be Curtis.
0: The, the best part about the whole storyline is that I forgot what his code name was, and Diggle uh-huh. was like, "You got to go back. You're Mister Terrific." <laughs> like, There's oh, a wow. reason they've you used that one me. less than any other fucking nickname. But
2: at least we got to see Diggle in that fucking tank
0: top. Yes, yeah, so we did
2: get the Diggle. Tank. I was rock hard.
0: The other two parts I really thought were awesome, and I cannot believe how much I'm into. Like, this is the best that Felicity and Laurel have ever been.
2: Do you know what? Well, like they. Revitalize Laurel by making her evil Laurel. She, I think, gets that character way more than... The show never knew what it wanted to do with old Laurel, and she has a direction. And Felicity works when every once in a while somebody in the scene slaps her in the face and goes, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and Laurel feels like... So it, it really works. Their interactions were so good, because Felicity's like jazzed, and she does that awkward thing where you say how cool it is you're getting along. She's like, we're finishing each other's sandwiches. which is, Laurel just
0: goes, leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody like, else put up with that Felicity bullshit for so long. Dark Laurel, mm-hmm. and she's not mean about it. Mm-mm. She's not dark about it. She's just like, no, this is, like, no one would be able to tolerate this. Yep. Not just dark versions of real people. <laughs> yeah. Real people. Uh, what I like
2: is the, the one time the two storylines that matter Bridge is when Oliver's squealy little prison buddy Mm -hmm. uh, sees Felicity. Salamander Dan. Salamander Dan, when he says everything that's happening in the prison, because we're used to it. We're used to all these shows going batshit, but he tells Felicity, who's lived the life Felicity has lived. Him telling another person who hasn't seen it shines a light of how fucking crazy it is what's happening in the prison right now.
0: Well, I think the reason that we keep thinking that he is bad or like tied He up works for DS, right? Is that uh, he just can't like affect the tone that he tells people. He's like, hey, Felicity. Oh, man, you're going out. You're married to Oliver. It's been crazy in here. He gets fucking beaten and raped every <laughs> night. <laughs> what do you think of that? The
2: biggest smile. It's crazy. He, <laughs> he just... cries a lot. <laughs> do you have a moment of the week?
0: Yeah, my mode of the week is going back to Felicity and Dark Laurel where she does that thing. Like Felicity says, "Uh, uh, wait, are you asking me out for pizza like on a friend date? And it's hard to tell if Laurel never meant to do that Mm -hmm. or just watched Felicity's reaction and then decided not to do that. (laughs) But she immediately was like, no, No. there is no way.
2: Uh, I have a tie because it's hard not to because I love Arrow. Uh, Another Dark Laurel is... Dinah says something, and the role's a bitch about it, and she goes, sorry, empathy is a word I'm learning, but delivers it <laughs> so well. Uh, and then Arrow decides to unleash a prison fight, a prison hallway fight, and it's dope, but specifically when Ollie has a chain wrapped around his fist, he unwraps it, and then clothes lines a dude who's running at him. The Ghost Rider. Fucking gorgeous. He, he did the Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's just too bad that they decided to hallway fight the week we're watching episode four of Daredevil. Or so he, did,
1: he used it like a whip? Yeah. So he, he ghost ride the whip? Uh-huh. He
0: ghost ride the whip. Sorry, I
1: just wanted to interject that.
0: And we, I don't get it. But <laughs> you did it. Mike, how come you never apologize for your interjections? I, I Both of you should be doing that more.
2: I'm sorry. Arrows on the CW on Wednesday nights.
0: Your next show
2: is Supergirl.
0: Uh, on this week's episode of Supergirl, Colonel Haley. Makes a surprising decision about Supergirl. Meanwhile, Kara writes a series of articles about aliens, which puts the aliens in harm's way. (laughs) That's why we never write about aliens on yourpopfilter.com. No, yeah, we should not. Absolutely. Not ever. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is she is trying to get these articles up um, on, like, you know, the mainstream national city newspaper. But her bosses keep screaming at her, no, no, no. Uh, every Sunday, you have to put one of these articles up on Patreon.com slash YourPopFilter. That's where the articles go. And make sure, Kara, that you're telling people to like join a tier so they can read those articles. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the boss is like, no, no, no. It's Patreon.com slash YourPopFilter. It is the lowest tier to read her articles. I the lowest tier? You get articles? Yeah. The lowest tier. Why would you not join the lowest tier? It's just a goddamn dollar a month. Dollar a month, you get the articles from your Dollar a month, you
2: get dollar a month from your pof- dot Patreon.com slash yourpodfield.com. Thank you, Boomhauer. Kara. <laughs> <From> <laughs> that uh, car is on, aka Supergirl, is on the Sunday CW night. Sunday nights. Your
1: next show is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead. Whoa, it's six years later, and I guess Rick never came back from flying away on that helicopter. So everyone still thinks he's dead. Judith is bigger, Eugene is smaller, and everyone has a fun new hairdo. But seriously... Who the F are all these new people? And who are our old friends now? Is Michonne the leader? Kinda. Is Carol nice? Sorta. But she also burns a bunch of her enemies to death, so she's still doing Carol, which (laughs) is nice. And hold on to your butts, because we have some talking zombies on the show now, and this could change everything. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Is there anything of the original show we care about? And are you excited about the inclusion of the whisperers?
0: I'm excited to see a zombie talk to Daryl and have a bigger vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> like be and able to he converse he better. Throws his crossbow on the ground and stomps off.
1: <laughs> Sometimes this show does things that are that play off the comics. A lot of times it comes home in the end, and this might be an example, but might they be doing something different with the whisperers for the show?
0: What yeah, what why? seems different right now?
1: No, no, no. It seems so far it seems like it's the exact same thing, but I'm just wondering if they will do something different. Rick is alpha. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The thing is that the changes that they usually make are budgetary or like because of contracts and stuff, like all the changes they made to the governor, they never seemed like, oh, we think this would make better art. Yeah.
1: And you know, for instance, uh, like there's a lot of examples of that currently in the timeline. King, King, Ezekiel, Ezekiel has a son who's going to the hilltop to be a blacksmith because there's no Carl in this universe.
0: Does he? Have, does he train a baby tiger? Does so, he have a baby tiger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> baby Ezekiel is baby tiger. But so that's the way in which like that is the same storyline mm-hmm. that they use for Carl. So they're not going to do something dramatically different. But when this happened in the comics and it seemed like zombies were talking, I got so excited that I seriously stood up and I told my wife about it, and she was like, "Okay, I don't, <laughs> I like, don't this, give a shit. This stuff doesn't matter to me." And then when it turned out to be. When it turned out what turned out to happen in the comics, it was cool, but wouldn't it be so awesome if these zombies, like, I don't know, got intelligence? If it remar-
2: later remarried it up, and they're like, they
1: learned. Nobody does that anymore. It, like, we've, ta- we've done all the same zombie stories over and over again, but nobody does but smart now zombies anymore.
0: It would be <laughs> a decision. Like, they right. made a decision. Like, yeah. they picked a, uh, a path where they want the plot to go down. So, I'm going to say no. Like, that's yeah. not their Yeah, thing. that's not their way. It's just,
1: if it... They sometimes they have characters that have moral quandaries about killing zombies, which doesn't make sense, unless they do start like coming back and being sentient again. Then it's like, oh shit, should we not have been killing these people? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're folks again. What do we do now? Or like they still have to eat us, so do we still have to kill them? Uh, I am
2: legend the not the Will Smith, but the book and the comic book. book version. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting.
1: They're not going to do That's such a good book. You guys, read I Am Legend, the book. The movie's okay. That book is crazy, and it's very good. People should read it.
0: Did the dinosaurs in the newest Jurassic Park, did they learn to talk, too? Not talk. They
1: sang, oh, my fucking God, (laughs) we are dinosaurs. And then,
0: you don't want to
2: kill that. That was beautiful. (laughs) But they did
1: get smart, right? They got
2: smarter, and the Brachiosaur, as the island was burning, did flip off the boat that left (laughs) it behind.
1: (laughs) Screw you guys.
2: And there's a good dinosaur now, which pisses some people off, but I thought that was the only good part of that movie. They made dinosaurs boring. I knew you were going to say that. I was like, just give him two seconds. Fuck that fucking movie. (laughs) The Walking Dead is on. Sorry, did you do your moment of the week?
1: Um, My moment of the week is when uh, the zombies talk mm. They're talking zombies that's the moment of like that's one of the best moments of the later yeah. stories i think is suddenly these it seems like these zombies are talking and did
2: you see two characters shit their pants in their
1: faces yeah <laughs> they look at each other the clever thing they did in the comic book was the guy that saw it was like he had like an infected leg wound uh-huh. and so he was feverish and it wasn't clear what was going on this is just two folks and they're both there and they look at each other like oh my god <laughs> but i still think it's like one of the most exciting developments in the show i've been waiting for the whispers uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it because I, I don't care anymore, <laughs> but Taylor. I still think it's exciting.
0: Yeah, but you can come. At, uh, what you can do instead is just come do the podcast every week, listen to Taylor, and that's enough, Rave right? Rave about it. It was a bad episode.
1: Like, I, uh, you know, I think I missed the sweet spot that he was talking about because it was boring and terrible, <laughs> and I don't know if they're going to do a good job with the whispers. They're probably not. But so. at least
2: Michonne looks like Skrillex now with her new hairdo. <laughs> the Walking Dead is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show for the evening
0: is Daredevil. Gentlemen. On this week's Daredevil, we had a hallway fight.
2: Oh, hallway Woo! fight.
0: And what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the tape and we're gonna watch that goddamn <laughs> hallway fight.
1: That I cannot forgive. Listen to
0: me very carefully. So, Greg, you did not watch this episode.
1: I did not. I'm seeing this with fresh eyes.
0: Wilson Fisk is telling Matt Murdock, "Hey, idiot, you shouldn't use the word Vanessa, and now you're fucked." And Matt Murdock right now is like. Oh, okay. oh, I'm
2: fucked. I'm, in a, I'm eight levels into a prison. And there's ways like everywhere. <laughs> and then he rolls his eyes. like He knows he's fucked. Well, that's he's blind. That wasn't a choice.
1: And okay. also, he insinuated that he knows that Matt Murdock has super senses, right?
0: Yes, he, yeah. he definitely knows that now.
1: And so now he has to fight a bunch of prisoners.
0: So
2: at this point, a nurse has tried to stab Matt with a syringe. So it's not just prisoners. It's also the people who work for the prison.
0: And I think what our job is to do is to look for the cuts and just ruin this whole thing for everyone. <laughs> ruin the illusion. Oh,
1: that was a bad move. That's not Charlie Cox anymore. Do they, on this show, do they do Daredevil vision? So you can see what he see, like, you know, what No, the 90s Daredevil
2: perceived. or the 80s when, and there was a line He was like, because they're like, do you know colors? And he's like, I know green. And you'd always see his in, like, battleship yeah. sonar green.
0: So uh, they don't
1: do that here. Because, like, I would think you'd get some shots of, like, with these guys punching, but he, like, can see wireframe outlines of them or something. Plus you
0: would have to cut to do that and they can't cut on
1: this. (laughs) They just picked him up and slammed him into a wall. What what I like
2: about this and so instead of showing his vision they do stuff with sound because he had like blood in his ears for the first episode so he Uh, couldn't hear anything. Um... And that he's, was just from Q-Tip. He's rusty.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to get in there. Be to careful get with Q-Tip. Just, no, just he, keep plunging. If it hurts, press oh, harder.
1: They're grappling so much more than I thought they were. There's been a lot of, like, wrestling moves, which I really like in a, in a fight. Yeah,
0: this before. is not Iron Fist, like, shitty choreography. Yeah. This is, like, a bunch of drug dudes at a bar. And
2: Matt, the last two seasons, would not fight like this, but he is noticeably rusty, and they don't need to hang a lantern on it. He just fights different now. And that's awesome. He gets grabs so much.
1: And he's getting his ass absolutely kicked. I mean, he's giving way better than he's getting, but he's fighting like five
0: dudes. But just to get to the tech aspects, when did he put... He just he got punched in the face and spit blood everywhere. Yeah. Did he sneak that into his mouth at yeah, some point during have. the fight? He went down and he was kind
1: of behind. They're in like a little uh, hospital now. And it, it, he went behind like a gurney and it looked like... Maybe he had time then to put in the... Uh, you know, when
2: all the panting, all the grunting is real. Charlie Cox, just a snippet of an interview, he'd be like, I was in the middle of a 10-minute scene, and I was like, there's no way we're going to finish this. And that's... All the like despair has to be
0: real. Like yes. If we fuck up once, we start over. That's what I want to see is the blooper reel, because <laughs> when somebody fucks up, it's hilarious, unless it's minute five of this, and everyone... And it's the 10th time we've done it. out. It. But that's also Daredevil's thing, too. The show is not just everything's in a hallway, but... He's a real guy who uh-huh. pants a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the the first hallway scene in the first season that f- made us freak out. Was he got tired? And this is he's tired. Kingpin hangs up on him,
1: and he's already tired. <laughs> like he's already too old for this shit. They did a good thing there. He got up from after the fight. He clearly won. He knocked out everybody else he was fighting, and he looks a little weak on his feet. Uh huh. And he starts to walk away, all tough, and then suddenly reaches out and holds the wall like, "Oh shit, no, yeah. I am and fucked up." You can hear his breath. When I've had
0: to hustle to the Seven Eleven, this is what I sound like. I've seen you stand up out of a chair and sound like this. And that. for the next 10 minutes, <gasps> all right, we got
1: him. It's, it's just, just take care of him. me going upstairs and then my wife tries to talk to me. <gasps> oh, now he's fighting again. Oh,
2: goodness. Oh, it never stops. It, it, it's the longest scene. And these are legit riot guards. These are not prisoners in uniform, no. right? Like The guards hate them. But yeah, they're all on Kingpin's dime. What I love is, is it's mostly Daredevil, but it, all the Netflix shows do a, a variation of the hallway fight, and they have to, and that, but Daredevil's always like, but we'll change it a little more, and it's, it's longer, numerous hallways.
0: And this every is other like show's like, fuck game. you, Daredevil, yeah. Yeah. like,
2: now we have to compete with this? But this is the show that doesn't, he cares the least about showing how weak Matt can get. The other show's like, we know we hate Danny, but we need to make him win, right? And they're like, no, let's beat the fucking
1: shit out of Matt. This reminds me of a video game. This reminds me of like those Arkham Asylum games where you're just going from fight to fight and the combatants are like new people with new abilities.
2: What I love about this is, one, he got distorted because the loud sound is going, so he can't see oh, as well. Yeah. And that the the prisoners who are trapped are just, sh- also like a video game, throwing fiery rolls of toilet paper <laughs> for
0: no reason. But no, the reason is they want to be included too. Yeah. This isn't fair.
2: Wait, let's make it scarier for this lawyer.
1: A lot of darkness in this. Mm-hmm. in this fight and I find that very like claustrophobic feeling
0: oh. and see this is another big difference between the Marvel Netflix hallway fights the oners the mm-hmm. is that we have a full conversation right now about what's going on right. and Matt now being lawyer Matt instead of daredevil Matt trying to plead with these bad guys no 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 think about this it's better if you don't kill me I know your ethnicity don't kill me <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an Albanian they don't fuck around yeah.
1: That's known.
2: Yeah, Albanians try to kill Fisk and hide Voldemort for years. That's the one thing I know about Albania. That was two things. The the, the one one thing I know about me is I can't count. Before before, uh, Fisk hilariously hangs up on him, because Matt goes, listen right now. Fisk just hangs up. uh, This whole scene, as he gets deeper and deeper, normally the hallway scenes come out of nowhere for the audience, Oh yeah! but the music just notches up every 30 seconds, and the, the... the gates get louder like they let us know some
0: bad shit was about to happen to matt and there was a couple of bad camera turns that were not clearly not written in like when they accidentally showed the band notching up the music <laughs> up. that's you should, you're not supposed to do that but yo-yo ma looked so intense so it was worth it there was that weird part where the
1: camera went a little to the left and you saw matt murdoch just eating a sandwich uh-huh. <laughs> that was. why were there five matt murdochs over there
3: Not by us. oh yeah it's not you then who
1: but that would be
2: a great way to do this, though, is to have five. Yeah, it's so dark, so just have them running and out. Or put
0: them in a Daredevil costume. Then you can have five. But he's just in a normal suit. You, he's just in a suit. You, put him in a suit. And you're That's a good suit. But, I mean, what suit is not going to look great on Charlie Cox? You
2: can tell it's a good suit because at no point in the fight did he, even though he's getting hot, start taking parts of the suit off. <laughs> he's like, wait, I'm poor as shit. I need to keep this one suit. I
0: covered. do that the second I put on a suit. I'm Throw already off the jacket off. I did notice that that does look like a pretty nice jacket and shirt. Maybe he's not as poor. Maybe he can afford an apartment in DC. I don't see struggle.
1: <laughs> that's very topical. This guy is a lifer. Don't you take off your jacket to have a fight? I take yeah. off my jacket. That's how you
0: initiate fights. Boys take off jackets, girls take off earrings.
2: Well, that's so Matt was surprised fighting started because he's like, "Gentlemen, my jacket is still on." <laughs> oh, he didn't see
1: it coming. They're in orange onesies, so they don't give a shit about what he's in. And you have to take off your tie. It's like that's scary—the idea of fighting a bunch of yeah. dudes and you're wearing it. That's eyes. why the
2: minute a fight starts, I start shaving my head. I'm not wearing anything that people can grab. Plus, I'm a guy who brought Clippers to a fist fight. They are scared of me too.
0: You brought like Blake Griffin? Yeah. Blake Griffin on the court—he's a beast. All right, so now he has convinced them, and we get the back half of this. Matt getting the fuck out of here. And this, there was no cut. Like they had to, he had to do all those first stunts, and, and then, then breathe yeah. heavily through dialogue, and then do all the next stunts. And with actors who are not, like they're not veterans, like I'd be so nervous that one of them's gonna mess up. And one of the fucking Albanians. One of those Albanians. Also, I think there's this idea that
1: like actors are so precious and so nothing bad could ever happen to them, but actors are like exploited workers that yeah, yeah, are treated like worse. shit on set a lot of times. And this guy is not, like, fucking Cher or some other big actress of note. Uh, if they tell him to do something, he just has to do it. So if he got injured in the middle of this, he would just keep going. going yeah. If he broke a rib, he'd be like, well, got to get the shot. Yeah, they did chuck him at several walls. Yeah. Like, shit can go wrong. I'm sure he got hurt in this. Maybe not injured, Oh, there's I'm sure medics he got on hurt. the sideline just be like, ah! All
0: right, so this is where, this is the escape most of the fighting's done. So they,
1: they've taken out one of the
0: real guards and put it on the Albanian, his uniform. And this is when it starts to. And I'm not super shit talking, but it starts to feel like uh, we're on Star Tours or something. It uh-huh. starts to feel less like a show here and more like a 3D ride. Video game cutscene. This is the rest of the cops, and they're coming down. Good soldier, though. This guy who was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely go put on riot gear and then lead this guy out. Yeah, because
2: we're about to get to a part that was – Cray Arrow, did, again, did a version of it. It's not Arrow's fault that we watched these shows this week. This <laughs> came out four weeks ago. But Arrow also did a prison riot where the prisoners were beating up guards.
0: Did not look like anything. These guards looked like the actors got real shanked. <laughs> it's insane. Did it take you out of it where on Matt's way out he high-fives Ollie, Queen, and Archie Andrews? Well, you gotta film it all at once, and you the have to. extras cost so much. In the shared universe
1: of television, of the superhero hourverse. Oh wow! Yeah, like that. That, that cop was just getting very shanked. That's crazy. How? Not like, cop, prison guard. They're different people.
0: Yeah, prison guards are worse. But yeah. that is something that Matt has to watch happen and say, "No, I guess I just leave." And yeah, not I'm gonna not Matt this up.
1: Shivings and shankings in these shows always have like a multiple stab quotient, and that was like a 15 stab. Well, because
2: they're so, the blades you can yeah. fit into prison in your butt are so small, so you have to do numerous stabs to really Many get in stabs. there. Many stabs. And they cut up your butt. You get those butt cuts. You gotta get that butt cut. No, you have to get it. You That's, gotta get don't it. Don't leave prison without a good butt cut. That's gonna
1: leave a hemorrhoid. It's control. gonna
2: make all that prison rape go smoother.
0: But best part about all of that this. guy looked
1: right at the camera man that would be me for <laughs> and he, over. Yeah, he looked he obviously was looking to see if it was his turn to go and he looked right into the camera
0: the best part about all of this is including the outside because once we as the audience hit the outside like uh-huh. you start breathing again yeah. right you forgot what it looked like what what i love about here is because the scene
2: before he goes in and there's several scenes before this starts is he tells the prison guard i'll give you an extra 40 to stay or the taxi cab driver and he goes, okay, and right now he's just stumbling at the taxi cab driver who's just been on his
0: fucking phone playing Toon Squad or whatever. So, how was your day? <laughs> I had to wait
1: longer than I expected.
0: And he makes it out to a very classic looking taxi cab. Yeah. yeah, dude,
1: this is like from the show. <laughs> <laughs> taxi.
0: All right, and Matt made it. Did you guys Matt, think he would make it? I, I, it's a show called
2: Daredevil, and he is the daredevil. D- wow. Like, how long was that scene? 11 minutes. Dang. Dang. In
0: what we do, we normally say "moment of the week." Uh-huh. Do we even
2: need to talk about what happens in the rest of the show? I don't
0: think so because it's just Karen and
2: Foggy fumbling around, just like, being. Well, Foggy runs for DA. Karen's decided to go hunting for cat
0: callers. That's all they do. Wow, she just shoved gun in cat caller's faces. Not hunting for like, I need some cat callers. I would like to be cat called, but actually, like gunning after right, them, gunning yeah. after them with the real ass fucking gun. Is that the,
1: is that very satisfying to watch? I think it it actually
0: really is. I find
1: more and more when there's scenes of like women confronting harassers violently. I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I'm into this.
2: Is it, if you had to choose a moment of that 12 minute
0: insane fight scene they pulled off, do you have one? It's, I think it's the, it's in the very beginning, but it's all of the fight around the gurney or hospital bed. Uh Oh, him v the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, when the three guys are now they're back in the hospital room because it's so winded. And, like, making use of what's around you, but not in a cool, like, Jackie Chan way. And, like, I need this bed, and I want to sleep in this bed. It's half leaning on the bed for support and half (laughs) being like, well, fuck that guy's head.
1: (laughs) There's, like, when you get tired in a fight, there's a point at which you and the other guy can't, or Uh -uh. person, can't hurt each other anymore, really, because you just don't have the energy to do it anymore. And that's part of what was going on in that moment, was they just didn't have the energy to actually inflict that much damage. You just both hold up one finger. And both plead, "Kill me." (laughs) And this right now with the fucking. Do you have a weapon?
0: (laughs) The one, the most real or unrealistic part about that, though, and because this is what I would have done—that's sort of how I base like realistic fighting—is he didn't look at that pillow and go like, "Oh, oh, (laughs) I wish right now. I'd love to take a nap." I don't pull up that flaming toilet paper and shove it in the next guy's face. Go,
2: ow, ow, ow! Hot potato, and then face (laughs) flames. my moment of the week, has to, it's, it's the start of the fight is just Matt's listen carefully because he still thinks he's an action hero. And Kingpin goes, I got shit to do. Just the hang up is so fucking funny. Uh, Daredevil is on the Netflix. You've watched
0: this a month ago, but we're going week by week. And next week we will go, we will play the Karen and Foggy conversation and we will comment on all 11 minutes of that.
2: Exactly. All fucking 11 <laughs> minutes of that joyous <laughs> Winded bullshit. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the top five shows or the rest of the five shows of the week. Your number five show of the week, in the order we've decided, is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch on ABC Family. In the third episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, SABS is on trial for breach of contract. She enlists the help of lawyer Daniel Webster, who's gone toe to toe with Old Scratch before and a ton of family secrets come to light. Meanwhile, we'll meet Harvey's dad who hates that his son draws and wants him to work <laughs> in the mines despite that he's still a high schooler. And Demon Guidance Counselor ushers in a banned book club to break the friends up and Ross is going blind in three months or less. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How is Sabrina juggling episodic storytelling with an
0: overarching serialized plot? This one I'm going to be biased towards and I realized this last week. I can't remember what show it was, but if we get one court case per week, Across all of our shows, I'm gonna be stoked. Uh There's just something about it that I love. Well, it's I don't like sports, but I like sports movies. Uh huh.
2: I understand the rules. They're like instant drama.
1: Even though this is the most ridiculous court of all time, including three judges. That have little like blocks that they hold so that they can hit their gavels nonstop and an audience that's just like, Yeah, you go witch.
0: And Daniel Webster, which seems a little familiar. That's okay. the guy from the TV show Webster. Exactly. He, he, he
1: grew up to be an old white man. This is
2: part of the Webster verse, right? Is this we I, I didn't think about this at all. The devil is a full on character in this show. So does this mean we're gonna meet like Johnny and his bow and every other dude who's had a fucking
0: face the devil before in folk tales? Yeah. Oh. Robert Johnson. Boom. From the crossroads.
1: One at a time, they will come out. So you, but you liked the court case. Yes, I did. I oh, thought okay. it was.
0: We've moved past. I think officially, Sabrina setup. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike, you said that the first episode was too much, so exposition heavy. Second episode did still have a lot, and this did too. But like but, we're we're progressing what, now.
2: Characters, uh, Ambrose doesn't have to scream cousin every five seconds. We know who he is. He's allowed to just go hook up. Like he's doing, he's having his own side adventures that are so d plot that the show doesn't even linger on it. It's just like be a person d
0: plot because he's D's D's, yeah. getting
1: the d plot. Personally, I have to say this. This was like a that's it for me. Really, oh, you're out. Like, yeah, the the first two episodes it was heavily on probation,
2: but <laughs> I was like, well,
1: you should have let it know. Yeah, but but the court case I just thought was too silly. The whole like I hate that my son draws.
0: Yeah, that was...
1: Is that really like a modern plot line that we need? That was, was baffling.
0: The second that his dad walked into the room, you knew, oh, coal miner. He's just definitely a coal and miner. And we're like,
2: Harvey and his brother treat his dad like we treat movie characters. They go, it's
0: insane that he's like this. Yeah. <laughs> and to, to be the older brother, he was like, I left at 16 to go work in the coal mine so you didn't have to. Neither one of you had mm-hmm. to. Like, no, no, Neither one of you should. And then to find out that that was all for not... You're both working in the coal no, mines, bitches. dad work, own the coal mine. It, it was so... It, then, I like
2: that we learned, because Harvey's been a fucking dud, uh-huh. but at least he draws. That's cool. I get he has an artistic side that Sabrina's attracted to. Neat. But we did not get enough time to explain what the fuck is and going then on. And he's like,
1: listen, it's not just that I don't like coal mining. Coal mining is the tits. But I was in those mines one time, and I saw the devil, and I'm still super traumatized by it. At this... She...
2: She's saying a lot of fucking fuck yous to the witch universe. Why not be like, hey, baby, you're not crazy. Yeah, There was a goat-headed
0: freak down there. You talk to everyone except for Harvey. You keep him in suspense the whole time. Oh,
2: she's uh, Barry Allen's school of dating. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you
0: listen to his crazy story. (laughs) Like, oh, that's a weird dream that you saw the devil I'm very close to. Uh, I know that the witch trial has a lot of rules, mostly like uh,
2: Bizarro Superman has a lot of different rules than- Wait, which trial? The witch trial. Which trial? Uh, Sabrina's trial. Uh, Oh, I understand. Uh, But they take a lot of recesses without having to say <laughs> recess. They, eventually, Sabrina's just like, hey, Ants, can we go powwow at home for a night?
1: Also, anyone can talk at any moment. She's just like, yo, your honors, I have something I want to say. It, Shut up. It's not your turn. The, well, they, the, the procedural the, rules are very which, important.
0: It's crazy how nervous I am around a normal human judge, but the balls that she has yeah. in, in front of like well, demon judges—they look like Muppets. And it, it's so funny how much <laughs> respect they get crystal? for being Dark Crystal. Yeah, they look like gross
2: skeksis, <laughs> and I think they're seeno evil here. No, like they each have something stitched up. Uh, they're the grossest of the witches, but for some reason have power, even though Hawthor or Blackthorn can claw their eyes out. Uh, their thing is Disorder in the it's court It's fun to watch you Interrupt yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The thing is Disorder in the court Because it's the verse. Yeah uh,
0: Your dishonor d- Guilty and
2: pr- Yeah your dishonor It's so goofy And this is the The first two episodes I was missing This is the Riverdale Bat shit that I needed uh, But disorder in the court When people are yelling Motherfucker That's gonna make people
0: Yell more <laughs> Cause he should What he should say Is when everybody's Like quiet and polite He should say Disorder Dis- in disor- the court And then, then everyone I'm, goes crazy He has to go
1: ham right Whee! <laughs> that was a great argument <laughs> that objection was the best
2: uh the the so this show is very dark just like riverdale ross going blind in three months or less is it like this isn't dark enough right now harvey met the devil and his dad hates him but you know what let's have her f- best friend go blind i mean if, if it's dark for some characters it's about to everything's about to go very dark i don't right? want to
0: watch the ross point of view episode Aren't her sen- the rest of her senses going to go up? Yeah, yeah but there's so many hallway. hallways in Greendale. <laughs> she just trips over everything. That's the wonder. <laughs> Do you guys have moments of the week? Oh, my moment of the week. like Greg already mentioned it, but Harvey's telling the story, and it's a very sad story. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into the mines, which no no human, no of any age, you should ever want to go into. the Yeah, coal right. Mine. But as <laughs> a kid, it's bad I, enough out on its at own. Five. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go down in the coal mines. He turns this corner and sees the devil. The Devil's like, oh <laughs> shit. What up? <laughs> the devil's just standing in the mines. <laughs> like <laughs> what, what are you doing here, kid? So, I mean, I'm taking a uh, leak. De- I'm the devil. The <laughs> devil's just got like the fridge open. He's picking out. Did not expect a kid to turn around the corner. and like, oh, my God. Wait, uh, wait, you want to hang out? <laughs> like, what, are we hanging out? That, you got nachos?
1: That that implies that I can every, go for nachos.
0: Do you want nachos?
1: Every evil person in this universe... Works for a guy that just hangs out in the mines, <laughs> like all some on his fucking own. drunk trucker, <laughs> like, just or we smashing have to, cores. We have to do what the guy who lives in the mines says. Plus, why? What kind of system is that?
0: Plus, like, all, there's been question marks about whether it, all of these people exist for uh, since the dawn of man. We don't know. Nobody has proof except for fucking five year old Harvey. Just turns the <laughs> corner and figures out, holy shit, the devil Devil real. <laughs> He's right there. Devil came to dad's workplace. Uh, and, th- and th- no, sh- I mean, yes, it makes sense that like Harvey does not want to work in the mines because the devil's down there, and as far as Harvey knows, that's just your regular coal <laughs> miner, like, that's what they <laughs> all look like. They're all like, Yo, Wait, what up? He's met two coal miners' life.
2: The devil and his piece of shit alcoholic <laughs> father. So why go down there? Also,
1: they keep those mines so fucking dark. Like, there's one of like three guys that mine, and they none of them have a lantern. Uh-huh. What are they mining for? Devils. They, they never say. <laughs> it is so much like a, a left coast liberal idea exactly. of what a mine is probably like. You probably get dirty face from it. There's probably a devil in there. Kids probably hide in there sometimes. Every
0: older man who works there's a piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. His dad saw, heard about, not even saw, heard about that he drew one time. You're coming into the yes. mines. Uh,
2: that is my moment of the week, is he heard that he drew, and then some other man who's not his dad who wants him to force him into the mines wants to hire him. He's probably a pedophile. Fuck you. I'm going to throw my mining cap at
0: your face. I'm so glad that my dad, who was a famous podcaster, said, when he heard that I wanted to work in the mines, that was my dream, came in and screamed at me, beat me, and said, no, you're working in the podcast. I was field. a
2: podcaster. You'll always be a podcaster, Ryan Marone. <laughs> Did we do all the Moments of the Weeks? My Moment Great. of the Week
1: is uh, after Sabrina like is freed, uh, she says to her lawyer, uh, will you come over to celebrate? And he goes, well, it's late, and I'm old. <laughs> you related to that? <laughs> and I related to that so much. I was like, yeah, it looks like it's like nine. Time to go to bed. <laughs> The
2: Chilling Adventures of Sabrina <laughs> is on Netflix. You could hear you push
0: up your glasses as you said that. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I believe those adventures are chilling.
2: You've watched it all already, or you're like Greg and hated it, or you're like Ryan and I and are getting more excited about it. I wish we disagreed on more things in life. <laughs> uh, your next show of the week is
1: Titans. This week on the Titans, the gang is finally together, just in time for all the world to fully come to grips with how little it cares about the show or these characters. The gang all shows each other their respective powers, and Robin and Starfire do sex on each other despite having no chemistry at all. Then that weird family shows up again, and the Titans kick their butts next Tuesday before the Jason Todd edition of Robin shows up. Oh, shit. Meaning Dick is going to need a new name, I guess, and a new costume, which, guys, he can pick up on yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's just like his regular Amazon. He can go on there, pick up a Nightwing costume, maybe get like a, what does he use, like a stick? couple of sticks. couple of sticks. <laughs> get a uh, third stick. And as he buys those sticks, we'll get a small percentage of it, but we won't know what kind of sticks he buys. We'll never know his true identity. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon.
2: Titans is on. DC Universe? Is that what that think? just it, called? The, it's the DC Universe. You could buy that Like we had to and watch Titans and read all the DC comics.
0: And those are not all out. Not
2: all the DC comics. Not all the Kingdom Come over and over and over again because it's the one good one that's on there. Those are out every Friday. Kingdom Come? Nope. (laughs) Titans? Titans. Your next show of the week is Black Lightning. This
1: week on Black Lightning, Gamby is dead. Oh, no. No way. Okay, we get no body and no proof that Gamby really is dead. But his car does blow up and we can dream, can't we? Despite the audience being stoked about his demise, the characters are sad and all take turns being sad in their own self-destructive ways. Khalil keeps hounding Jen to be friends, even though he's evil now. Lynn Pod saves half the Pod kids, but Pod kills the other half. And Anissa meets some weird people from South Freeland who might have a whole get-out-slash-body-snatcher things going on. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. How nice would it be if Gamby were just dead? So, so great. nice. Wonderful. I, I, my, I started getting my hopes up because after the car blows up, everyone is like, oh, my God, Gambi's dead. And I'm like, no, he's going to be alive. But then Jefferson says, I think Gamby's still alive. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if he thinks Gamby's alive, it's, it's going to be that he turns out to be dead. And then we get to see Jefferson mourn him eventually. But by the end of the episode, Jefferson thought he was dead. He is so... Obviously, totally alive, and we have to watch the show do all the moves where they act like a character everybody hates is not really dead, so that when he comes or is really dead, so that when he comes back, we're like, fuck, but I guess good.
0: When the car blew up, did anybody say Gambay? More like Flum,
1: fl- Flambay, mm. Gam-
0: Gam- Gam- more like Gumby. Gumby. Gumby, more like Flumby, <laughs> more like Flumby. <laughs> I think, fl- did anybody say Flumby? That is, that is what I think some- you flumbied that one up. That is what somebody Shut- said. How. Shut
2: your mouth. I do think even if Gamby dies, it's in this actor's contract, then he will haunt only Jefferson. And anytime Jefferson does something sweet and Black Lightning-y that we want to watch, he'll go, you know, that's not how I raised you. (laughs) This isn't what you should be doing.
1: The actors, in classic Black Lightning style, all the actors turn in really good performances about being sad about Gamby. It's just so weird the way that cuts against the grain of personally being like, I hope this guy never comes back, and I know he's going to. I'm going to cry like they
0: were crying when he does come back. If we had to decide right now, we trade Taylor to Black lightning Gambi's alive, but now he's on the show. Do we do it? Gambi's on our show? Yes, he is. No. We just keep him on Black Lightning. Oh. I don't understand this trade. Gamby I, for Taylor. What do we do? Taylor's doing? on Black Lightning now? And now Gamby's on the show. I Taylor
2: acts
1: as their Taylor? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I well, would do I like that. that for that wordplay. I would like that, because then maybe
1: he'd get me on, on the set, and would be like, hey, I've got some great ideas. Taylor cries when we're too mean to him? I don't care if Gamby cries. <laughs> Or
2: just let it be real mean... Do is he going to keep saying he
1: did, that's not the way he raised us? Well, in a, in a week where Gamby was shot to death, it looked like, um, I guess for my moment of the week, it would be the like evil doctor that works with uh, Lynn convinces her that if they amp up the amount of like antidote they're trying to give these kids, it will save all of them. And uh, instead of doing that, secretly the evil doctor is killing half the kids so that half of them can live. And... The way she goes out when she says that that's what she's done is she just feels so good about herself. <laughs> she's like, boom, you saved half those kids, bitch. That's because of me. And she has never worked as a character. She's like a poor man's Jerry Hogarth. But in that one moment when they're dragging her away, and she's like, oh, boy, I did
0: it. It was <laughs> exactly me. what we would have said if yeah. we did that. Oh, so, yeah. boy.
1: Oh, boy.
2: Black Lightning is on the CW on Tuesday night. That's
0: right. That is true.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: That's why I said it. That's why you said it with such confidence. Still
2: holes, (laughs) your next show of the evening is Riverdale.
0: On this week's episode of Riverdale, Veronica and the gang do what they do best, plan a prison break, and end up getting Archie out of jail at least one whole episode before a team of superheroes could get Oliver Queen out of jail. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jughead plays a role-playing game with his biker gang members and fails to keep his cool multiple times in multiple ways. Taste buds, I ask you this Does Jughead spiral into delirium and dementia prove that both the character and the actor have what it takes to do the heavy lifting of acting of the show? The scene that we saw
2: last week and repeated from Betty's point of view this week, or Jughead's point of view this week, no. But everything else kind of worked more for me that he's convinced himself this is the
0: best way. But the, like some of the other things were like, uh, put a can in my head, Cheryl, hit me. You guys see that? Yeah, I'm Jughead.
1: Well, that Does moment that, work? that moment didn't work, but the ones where he is just conspiracy theorists talking mm-hmm. about how this game is real life, which is weird, but he's kind of it's kind of born out wrong. by the end of the episode. I I have a weird idea what's going on here, but those times when he's talking, he's so much better than regular Jughead. Yeah, and maybe it's just because I'm someone who's giving over his complete life to D and D and spending all my moments. And I do understand that it is real. And you
0: were born with blue lips, like yeah. you don't earn yeah. them, yeah. but You're like you do have
1: those. I had bad circulation.
2: People. Uh and that his family. narration now is at least. No one runs in my family. DM, <laughs> DM narration is way better, even though it's yeah. amphisted it's supposed to be the normal fucking Jughead narration. I totally right.
0: agree. So let's talk about that real quick, because I think that the centerpiece of this episode was Jughead DMing mm-hmm. while the heist was going on, right. right? And so we got it's intercut, and Jughead is basically narrating both. A couple of things. One, Jughead would say things that then had to happen during the heist, even though they didn't make sense. Like, he said Judas kiss, and so Joaquin kissed Archie. Yeah. That wouldn't really happen. And two, this D&D game seems to me just like a monologue. Like, do the other players oh, yeah. get to uh, do stuff? They're no. playing wrong. This is a shitty DM. They just came to, a like, a reading.
1: Yeah, that's... He... I guess cuz he hasn't he hasn't GM'd long. Uh-huh. And so he is making the mistake of he has a story with a plot that they end up just like rolling dice totally at random. They're like we want to cross this bridge. He's like all right and they pick up like a 10-sided die and a 6-sided die and just roll it and they're like
0: fucking idiots. I think we Do yeah, they don't one know what the second fuck of doing. googling.
1: <laughs> but uh it does seem like just because to make it a story He just he just talks at them and then they all sit around and for some reason they want to play. That would have made
2: the real life Riverdale writers' life a little harder, but they could have had Sweet Pea and Cheryl and Tony and other guy uh, say things that then Archie and the rest are doing.
1: But I think it's serving a point, which is, and I don't know if the show is really going this way, but they seem to be hinting at it. It I think the show is like the characters on it are going to become self aware. That, like, they are the characters. They're just like,
2: Berlanti of, and Roberto are just controlling all Or just, tra- or like all just of that
1: there is something called Archie Comics and that they are some version of the people in it. Because this G&G game, in their universe, only exists in their town. Uh-huh. And there are things that Jughead says that they would never have any idea, like, that he should have no control over. Like, he calls Archie the Red Paladin, and right. so the weird guy at the prison calls him the Red Paladin. I think that they might be, like, going for, like, a weird Twin Peaks style, like, these people suddenly realize they're on a show, and he is the locus of it. He's the Roseanne from the original Roseanne when she was when it comes <laughs> when out. When it like, got good that uh, she was writing it. That, that was the only episode you liked, was the yeah. last 10 minutes. But
0: yeah, uh, I mean, that does make sense that, I mean, when this show first came out, they talked about twin peaks jr right and then we went away from it hardcore
1: yeah so i I think that it's like he is realizing that he thinks it has to do with this game but Mm -hmm. really that's why he narrates every episode you know and i think also he is the gargoyle king he's the only dude who wears a crown all the time whoa yeah (laughs) so i think that like it's all gonna be that he realizes through the course of this he is telling himself a story about all of this stuff
2: I I can't wait till next episode where he's like, y'all
0: notice how I don't stop talking ever? (laughs) That's his... (laughs) And I say stuff I shouldn't know. That's his deaf jam comedy bit? (laughs) Yeah. Y'all never ever notice? Um, That, I mean, I think that would be a cool twist in our... Our go-to thing is like Fast and the Furious has to go to space. Yeah. Riverdale keeps having to; they're gonna have to keep upping mm-hmm. the ante. Eventually, every season. that'll happen. This sounds like four season four or five to me. They and find it, Archie Comics, and they're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is us, you guys!" <laughs> and they scream at each other for a while. Like, who's writing it? <laughs> likehead's like I called this. I saw this, but I didn't. I didn't see that. I would love burgers so yeah. much. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> do I love burgers.
2: <laughs> Wait, is some city some fat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you eat too many burgers? I loved when Grant Morrison fucked with Animal Man and mm. Animal Man and Grant Morrison and so if like the showrunner meets Jughead and the gang all in I'll buy all of it
0: and but that would have to be it though that would like, that, that, that series now. Kind of, you yeah. can't go after that unless, well now
1: I have to go to prom <laughs> unless but check this out this is weird but what if they realize it and they realize that realizing it is bad and the way that they somehow sew it up is they have to fucking kill somebody and in that like ritual of killing somebody, they forget that they know that the town is a work of fiction. And that's what every generation in this town has done. They've all become the killer and then hidden the fact that they've done that all to preserve the fact that they kind of know on some level that's that they're funny. characters.
2: Okay, I don't trust Greg anymore. It's <laughs> Greg Greg's gurgling strings. <laughs> what, I, what I love about and what Riverdale is, because it's not at this level yet, is that <laughs> Kevin and Josie are, like, trying to find the murderer, and they go, wait, bigger news. Our parents are getting married.
1: It's <laughs> not bigger news, guys. But it's bigger Riverdale news. I mean, that's when the show is still aware of, like, the different levels that it Two has to work Two people are on. finding
2: happiness.
1: And they look strict by it. Um... I like how we talked about the prison break at the end. This whole episode is just like this big prison break, really. But there's two prison breaks. And the initial one is somebody walks up to Archie and goes, there's going to be a fight. We're going to make a run for it. And their attempt at a prison break is they just run towards the fence. <laughs> that <Yeah>. doesn't work. <laughs> and then You then have just to come up with a better
0: sh- plan. Yeah, that. they just get shot to pieces. The guards don't look at them. Like, they look away, hold their guns up just for sport, and then mow them all down. They
1: make it to the first of three fences. They don't even climb halfway up it. They're standing at the first fence, and they're getting shot repeatedly.
0: That's so Archie, though. Their
2: plan was, well, we'll turn the electricity off, so at least we won't get electrocuted, and two guys will fistfight.
0: Yeah. I kept expecting Archie to, like, find a cell phone and then call Veronica and say, like, all right we did the first part of the plan. Like we, the thing <laughs> right. that you asked me to do. No, that's just what, like if you leave Archie in charge, that's what happens.
2: The, the bad shit. And this is, it only works because they had a motor because it was Jughead's narration was, uh, Veronica. And I forget the rogue stabbed somebody with a secret knife. She just stepped on her dad's toes. Oh yeah. And he went, well, I'm done being Hiram for a bit.
0: <laughs> she, for like six episodes, <laughs> <My> every <toesies. laughs> she kept for, she kept saying for six episodes, she was like, I'm not your daughter. And Hiram was like, all right, cool. I don't like you, you are, and you will be again but in this one, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna stab you." She stabbed him. She in shanked in his foot. Him in his foot, but it,
2: <laughs> 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 it was it, it was not clear that she had a knife in her foot and stabbed him with it.
0: That is true. I mean, but it really looked Riverdale like she just care. went stumpy. But this all led to one of my favorite Riverdale scenes of all time: uh, Greg on the OCD. Mike will like Mike's whole thing is that he wants to take a time out and teach these teenagers how to be people, uh-huh. even though that would end mm-hmm. the drama, like he wants to arbitrate, and we got it. We got the mike o c d in this uh, episode where Veronica's mom comes in to her husband <laughs> yeah. and her daughter. she's like, "Are you guys fucking <laughs> kidding me? This is what you guys do all day. You're supposed to be in high school. you're supposed to be like running a business and yet and then she did the perfect thing of like. Because you're both obsessed with this fucking redheaded <laughs> yeah. twat. Stop doing that. Do you ever, like, I feel like a few times every
1: single episode, I suddenly remember that Archie is the center of this universe <laughs> yeah. because it's so easy to forget because he's kind of the least interesting person around. Uh-huh. But so she said that, and it's like, yeah. This town is obsessed with this weird ginger <laughs> kid. Why is this going on? And if you're not obsessed,
0: first of all you feel left out. But yeah. second of all, you do want to say not just to your family, but to everyone, stop. Like stop. what are we doing? Uh,
2: I'm the goddamn mayor. I need to go mayor shit, but you have your fucking games.
0: That's her first law that's decreed in Riverdale. <laughs> you can't be obsessed with Nobody Archie. Nobody talks anymore. about
2: Archie
1: Nomo. Do you got moment of the week, Greg? I have a moment of the week, it's very near and dear to my heart. I'm identifying heavily with Cole Sprouse here. I am. I am Jughead. Uh Jughead, when he finally has a breakthrough in the game that he's GMing for them... He walks out of the fuck bunker and he walks up to them and he goes, "Cancel your plans. Tomorrow we play." <laughs> and oh my god, if you could ever make people cancel plans for D and D instead of just having your D and D plans constantly canceled, <laughs> you just walk up to people and tell them they have to play tomorrow. That's the dream.
2: Well, I, I do think the reason they get upset and start firing arrows
0: willy nilly everywhere is because into just a him, tent with two girls. It's just it up. him monologuing,
1: so they're like, "Fuck that! I want to play something." <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do want to play. They want to play real bad.
1: And he won't let them. He's they, a bad GM. They're just picking up the dice randomly. And like, man, if we had a reason to roll these, that sure would be great. Right. You listen to another paragraph of an excellent monologue.
0: <laughs> Last week, or maybe two weeks ago, I may have dabbled in saying that Veronica, I'm sort of done with. Yeah, that Maddie was That is harsh. the clear best. Uh, but Veronica, just she had a uh, wonderful this entire episode. She was the leader of the heist. She was the Danny Ocean. Um, she has a great scene with Elio, who I do not remember, but just talking about what it's like to run teenage bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, well, it's Riverdale. They, they're just spitting games about teenage bars. <laughs> um, but when she's trying to get Archie out, she says, and this is why I love Veronica. She says, curse your broad shoulders. Yeah. And that is the best Veronica so line. So Ronnie.
1: I thought you were going to go with uh, I'd recognize those abs. Yeah. Anywhere. Oh, man.
2: That was <laughs> such a fucking good line. I said She whipped her wig off right before they hooked up because she missed Archie, but I think she would be devastated if he said, leave the wig on. So she's yeah. like, I'm going to throw it away right away. Because <laughs>
1: wouldn't that be like everything he ever wanted? It was like the synthesis it's of the both two of them. You. Yeah. Also, if you could put
0: that wig in a ponytail, that would be <laughs> nice. Fix
2: a car while we rail. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week, it's a, it's a little one. We've talked about a lot of great moments. It's, uh, their G&G world is called Evervale. And he's like, it's an anagram for Riverdale. And Betty just goes, that is a weird coincidence.
0: But her just just
1: like, gosh darn it, fuck.
0: You got me there. Okay, point to you, point to you. Maybe chemtrails are real. Uh, Different reality. I would have figured that out first, but I guess you did here.
2: (laughs) Riverdale is on the CW on Thursday nights. Your final show of the week is Legends of Tomorrow.
0: DC's Legends of Tomorrow. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. On this week's episode of Legends, we're going back to summer camp as four members of the gang become camp counselors, and then two of those four become 12-year-old campers, all in an attempt to take down the two most evil things at the same time, kid-eating monsters and hot boys. (laughs) Meanwhile, making Zara, Amaya, Charlie, blah, blah, who gives a shit summer camp, guys. taste buds. I ask you this. Is the Legends writing staff now capable of anything, and or is there some camp thing they left out or didn't hit at all?
2: Well, at no point did anybody love visiting town just for an hour, so <laughs> I don't nice know <laughs> I don't know if they hit all hour. of it,
0: and I should mention uh we don't usually talk of like i we don't even know that shows are titles, right? Mm-hmm. I have titles if you're just watching, but this was called uh Wet Hot American Bummer Is that is true per- yes, Yeah,, which is perfect.
1: That's nice that they like we're like, yeah, we know <laughs> there's this movie, and there's a whole series now based on it. that's okay. I thought they nailed it, and this is from someone who's never been to summer camp. But that's the way it's portrayed in popular media, so I was like, "Yeah, that's right."
0: Yeah, I've like all of these fake things like summer camp and church. I've never been to. I just see TV <laughs> characters do them. They, they. I think they got like they used camp to show
2: why Ava sucks. They used camp. That's what they do every week. Every week, goddamn, they use the camp. Kings of camp. There's a little hat on the hat. Uh, they why Ava sucks and also why Ava doesn't
0: suck. Mm, that was she I'll was the star of the show, fucking
2: perfectly. I I spent so much of this episode being like, fuck
1: Ava, Sarah should dump Ava, and they'd be like,
2: oh Ava.
1: I like when Ava says, uh, "They've been calling me Lake Beast behind my back," and then one of the little <laughs> girls walks by and goes, "Lake Beast," and she's like, Ed to my face.
2: <laughs> and that whole the the first uh, is like Act Two or whatever, but her. Thinking she found the Swamp Thang Yeah. Uh, and it was just a fucking prank from the mean girls. Perfect. Do you know
1: that uh when they quote that IO9 thing about Swamp Thang, that it's actually something that's that IO9, the real website, wrote about Legends of Tomorrow. Or A V Club. A V Club, yeah. yeah.
2: The <laughs> D plus, the something, but yes, it was that they it don't was like the ability fucking or word. the production
1: values to stage something like this.
0: And that was pure winky for me. It was not stinky at all. Oh yeah. I think the A V Club thing was winky. The stinkier thing for me, I just I think that that Legends has graduated past that. Is just having the Swamp Thing thing as like an introduction. Just so this is what we're sort of doing right. this week, guys. Yeah. We know, we get it. Like trust us well, to know the genre that you're tackling. Yeah. Yeah. Swamp
2: Thing, yeah. four A's, the, so lame. But the one
0: is funny. Is like it's four A's because it's the fourth one in the movie <laughs> series, and whoever's producing that series is like. Swamp thang 3 had 3 A's. We got to do, we got to keep this tradition <laughs> expected going.
1: Expected now.
2: We weird little things like that. The Wave Rider now has a logo because one of them just had a Wave Rider t-shirt. It was like looked like weird symbols, but it <laughs> I was want that t-shirt. letters for well, obviously we all do.
1: That's but we why, all it's fucking on the want, show.
2: We all want a Bebo too and we're not getting that anytime soon.
1: Didn't you get one last week? A Bebo? On the show, yeah. Or like a Bebo sex doll. For your wedding? For your Oh, wedding I did game? get a
2: Bebo sex doll for my wedding. That's but that, I don't remember wedding cannon. I don't remember the
1: wedding. Oh, we should have got you a wedding
2: cannon. Just a cannon shooting out sex doll Bebos. What did
1: you think about the young versions of uh what did you think of the performance of the young versions of Ava and I thought they, they both really like became the yeah, like, Here's they the crazy it. thing about
0: the show is that this show is capable of like, we're gonna have a unicorn, but we're gonna do all of these legend things to it. Like it bites nipples off and it shoots <laughs> goo and it's like That it's, that's so legends and awesome, but then they could have done that same thing with two, turning two of their characters into girls and they played it straight and it was, it was that much better Mm -hmm. for it. And that, that, I mean, they didn't play it straight. The kiss at at the 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 end
2: end. uh, was adorable. And, and Ava being like, childhood needs to end with a kiss. Like all of that was very sweet and heartfelt and all this batshit, batshitness
0: and all of its eternal sunshininess of you would think we would think the three of us would think that it would be great. To lose all the memories of our childhood because we were just picked on, sure, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it's actually way worse to not have those, like in Ava's condition. And that's the the
2: nitpickiness because she's like, "Well, I wasn't a child," and made Sarah feel like an asshole. But she, she's just like, "I have all these fake memories of a childhood, so I don't get how kids are." I'm like, "Okay," but you. You do have those fake memories of being a
0: kid, so you actually <laughs> straight up do know how kids are. Oh, this is why nobody will date you. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just fucking...
1: You don't know what try. it's like not to have a childhood right? because you had a childhood put into you. Yeah, so fuck
2: you, Ava. <laughs> Ava,
1: come on. And was your childhood people screaming at you and telling you like to
0: march? Uh-huh. Mike's or Ava's? Either one. They're
2: pretty similar.
0: <laughs> but yeah, do my uh, Mike, I do agree with you with the whole Ava did need this episode, you yeah. know? Like I don't think she was a huck person character, no. but it was great to have her like be the folk the emotional mm-hmm. focus of a show.
2: And I think I think it's easy for Zari to worm her way into our heart's cuz she's like,
0: this is all dumb
2: bullshit and and we we and the greater audience like that, but it's weird you're not going to like a square as quickly. So yeah, right. we, to, to hang the all the emotion on that. And also to show like why Sarah loves her mm-hmm. other than the show needs it uh, really worked for it. It's why it's such a good fucking show. It, this was spectacular.
1: I liked the guy that uh, was like the camp counselor who turned out to be the bad guy, of course. Uh, but how like enthusiastic he was uh-huh. and his interactions with Ray. It's just like pancakes and pancakes
0: too. <laughs> they just love it. <laughs> They're
1: just, yeah, just like playing off each other.
0: Rage right, just being like they call me kid counselor and everyone's like yeah that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and not cool. That I think that that guy reminded me a lot of Taylor, but I'm afraid that Taylor would say that that guy reminded him a lot of me. Who was that guy closer to? I'm well sure- with his not jokes and his stupid goofy puns. That's Taylor, right? Let's just say yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's Taylor. Taylor. Taylor yeah. And his washboard abs. You
1: got him, yeah. Taylor's got that body. So that even under just like a loose-fitting polo shirt, you just know it's just epic. Oh, I You're didn't know
0: there was such a thing as loose-fitting polo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's your body just supposed to stretch them out. Greg, do you have a moment of the week?
1: Uh, Yeah, with the the fight with the two little girls. They do like a combo move where <laughs> one throws the other in the air and she delivers like a devastating kick. And it becomes, <laughs> oh no, no, She comes out and she actually stabs the bad guy and he just like turns to uh, like gold dust. Man, that's pretty good. Good Effective, job. Effective, yeah. I, I feel like I wish all little girls could do that. Like <laughs> I think people wouldn't fuck with them if they could just together, bind together, and just totally kill you. So <laughs> that may be wish of a tomorrow where little girls could do that.
0: Some sort of legend?
1: Some legend of tomorrow.
0: tomorrow. <laughs> Ryan, moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week. So there was the not joke, and we probably could have called that before we saw it because of when the episode took place. And how smart we are. But uh, there was a di- there's a different way of talking in that era that was done so perfectly where I think the bad guy was like, do you think you're going to beat me? And one of the 14-year-old 90s girls says, I don't think it. I, I know, know it. it. And yeah. then destroyed him. That uh, That's my moment of the week.
2: Uh, the super nerd in me, just Constantine mentioning he, that he knows a swamp thing, really did it for me. But Constantine just showing up uh, for the first time in not Constantine outfit in short shorts and a blue polo. I fucking loved all of that. And the rolled up
1: cigarette pack, uh-huh. and <laughs> yeah. then he pops the collar on the polo.
2: I love this show, and the show that I love is Legends of Tomorrow, and it's on the CW on Tuesday, Monday, 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 Tuesday, Monday, the Tuesday
1: of Sundays. <laughs> that is
2: the show. Greg, tell everybody about some sort of way to get in touch with us.
1: All right. Well, you can go to the email thing that you use and go to contact uh-huh. <laughs> at Shoot us an email or on Twitter. You can go to at yourpopfilter.com. And engage with us. Engage. We've got engagements. Uh, also on the phone one five six two. Doctor DJ Pop. Leave us a message, and we will probably play it on the show. Those quite are frankly all, thank
2: you. Those are all the ways you can touch with yeah. us. If you're like, hey, I want more of those people, but not about superheroes. One rude. Subscribe to the show anyway. Yeah. Rate it, review it. But you could also check out Ryan, Greg, and myself every monday on movie of the year where greg forces ryan and i to battle for his best friendship yes as we discuss movies of any also secondarily we talk we do talk about movies not just friendship (laughs) uh right now we're in the 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 burning end of 2004. 2004
1: we're gonna have a best movie of 2004 soon so soon stay tuned
2: on the first tuesday of every month
1: there's taylor talking taylor yeah if you're like this show is missing its best part Taylor Talking Taylor is just that just part. Just the best part. You're just getting Taylor. He's only talking about Taylor. <laughs> it's T2, and every episode is a judgment day.
2: And then every Thursday, Ryan and I do talk about a new episode of The O.C., The Greatest Show Never Talked About, <laughs> on The OCD. So subscribe to all the shows. Rate them. Review them. It helps us out a lot. And then if you want this, but with like a little visual dash, go to YouTube. Go to
1: YouTube. You Search. know what I think, I think I'm going to do? Because I do the YouTube, so I just I make Ooh. it very Greg focused. I think I'm going to take out my theories about Riverdale and make a YouTube video. For I love it. that. Do that's, it. That's what. People but a lot like. of just red string yeah. to red string. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to make it like a chemtrails video. <laughs> <laughs> and this is because we live in a simulation, Whoa. and the Riverdale writers know that. But yeah, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Just look for yourpopfilter.com, and you know what? If you don't like it, Fuck that'll you. make me very sad.
2: And I think those are all the things. Next week, we will be devoting most of our time to Daredevil. DD. Maybe we'll finally see Bullseye and all his bullseyeness and then talk about every fucking other show that comes out because other than Iron Fist, (laughs) it's all those shows. It's all there, baby. So for Ryan, I'm Greg. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For everybody, I'm Taylor. We are the world. I love you forever. I guess have a good week or whatever. Trail off Taylor line.